playoffs live on Tri Star Sports Radio. He's got some open field. Brandon McKean, 50 40. 30, he gone, baby. 20. No one is going to catch him. Pierce has got a lane. 40. 35 cuts back yes. in. Come on, baby. And it's a touchdown from Destin Wade to Brady Pierce. The road to Cookville ends Friday night. Summit, Oak Ridge on Tri Star Sports Radio. Star Sports Radio Network is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Benchmark Realty, Holland's Pharmacy, Davis Heating and Cooling, Ten Pin Alley, The Garbage Man, Quick Mart, Parks Motor Sales, Kubota of Franklin, Murray Regional Hospital, Sands Fence Company, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Live from Cookville, Tennessee, and the Blue Cross Bowl Championships. It's the Class 5A title game between your Summit Spartans and the Oak Ridge Wildcats. With the pregame coverage, here's Matt Rogers and Mike Epley. You're listening live to Summit Spartans broadcast for the first season on 101.7 FM. Also on TriStarSportsRadio.com. Just click the link to listen. I'm Mike Epley alongside color commentator Matt Rogers. We are just excited to deliver it as you are to receive it. Weather, 40 degrees. Field conditions, a little bit wet. It's the second week after Thanksgiving, so you know what that means. We have hit the finale. Welcome to the Blue Cross Bowl in Cookville and the 5A State Championship between the 13-1 Summit Spartans and the 11-3 Oak Ridge Wildcats. Summit out of Region 5, Navy Blue and Orange tonight. Oak Ridge out of Region 3, Henderson County, Cardinal and Gray. Oak Ridge enrollment is about 500. Williamson County enrollment? But a hair over 500 or 1500, should I say? Two time defending state champs Knox Central was eliminated two weeks ago, so we're going to crown a new champion today in Cookville. Summit, the runner up last year to Knox Central, head coach Brian Coleman wants it as bad as the players. In his seventh year after replacing inaugural coach Scott Kiesler, who came from Samurda in 2010, lasted three years. Coach Coleman has his stamp on the program and has made the playoffs. Five out of seven seasons. So how did we get here? Well, for Summit, we'll get to in just a minute. For Oak Ridge, Oak Ridge defeated Soddy Daisy, Ray County, Knox West, which was a big win, and South Doyle last week for Summit. Summit defeated Hillwood, Columbia, Beach, and Henry County last week. So that's going to take me to the storylines tonight. Let's talk about Hillwood's 42-6 win. Also, a big win over Columbia, defensive effort. Two wins, two key road wins against Beach and hard-fought game against Henry County. So we'll bring Matt Rogers in. Matt, that's the playoff scenario for Summit. They're here, and what do you expect tonight? 
I mean, can it get any bigger than this? You said it was 40 degrees, man. I think this is dropping like a degree every second. Uh, I thought I felt some light snow falling as we were walking up to this beautiful press box. But, man, it feels like the Super Bowl for high school, and that's exactly what it is. I think the keys tonight for Summit, the great thing about them is they've been here before, so they no longer feel like the new kid on the block. And like you said right now, Oak Ridge knocking off Knock Central, it's just huge. It's uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it, that someone else took care of the bully for you. Now we, we could just go in and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to take this game for granted, you know, but clean up the mess. But I, I can guarantee you that mentally Summit feels much less pressure against Oak Ridge than they would if they were playing against Knock Central. So keys to victory tonight, and there's no magic sauce here. I haven't seen anybody all year stop Summit except Summit. Even when they lost to Franklin, it was the mistakes of Summit that really put them behind and, and put them in a position to lose the game. So, it, again, nothing magical, nothing sexy about it. But the, game, the, the key to win tonight is limit the mistakes because I really do believe that Summit has the better football team. And the sauce could be Keaton Wade. Keaton Wade was inserted last week in the playoffs, and he'll play tonight. And we got some good news about Keaton, but what kind of factor will he be tonight for the Summit Spartans? Well, I'm glad you teed me up on that, Epley, because it is actually huge. Because Keaton last week was an absolute destroyer on defense. And if you remember last year, for you Summit fans out there, Keaton Wade was huge in the final on offense as a running back. And uh, congratulations, Williamson County. Congratulations, Summit High School. But the Golden Boy is returning to the offense tonight. You're going to see Keaton Wade in the backfield at running back going both ways. One of the few Summit players that actually goes both ways. And and Coleman's given him the green light. So as you and I talk to Coleman, he's not going to start, but he is going to play. And depending on how this game goes, he could be playing a lot. So let's keep it with the offense. Beach Wade had a phenomenal game passing, 218 yards, four touchdowns. Jolly on the receiving end. Six receptions for 118, two touchdowns. Rushing overall, 39 attempts for the team, 230 yards. Wade, 194. Let's move to the Henry County game last week. 34 rushing attempts for the team, 334 yards. Wade, 221 of it with two TDs. Passing, 173 for Wade. Pierce on the receiving end. Two receptions, 89 yards, one touchdown. Now, we do know Oak Ridge tonight. Uh, Matt's going to pin their ears back and be very, very aggressive. The most aggressive defense we're going to see all, uh, should be all season. It's a feast or famine. What's your take? Yeah, uh, you couldn't have put it any better than that. It is feast or famine. When you and I were talking to Coleman earlier with our call this week, and I gave him the analogy if you run 55 offensive plays this week, how many do you think Oak Ridge is going to blitz and bring some sort of stunt or pressure? And he told you and I 30 times out of 55. That's over 50% of the offense. Now, you know, bear with me. I'm an, ex- I'm an ex-college football player. I graduated with a 1.96 GPA, but I'm pretty sure that's over 50%, Epley. <laughs> I, mean, and that, I mean, they're bringing the heat. They're bringing the pressure tonight. So 
The good thing for Summit is we have seen the birth of a beautiful passing game for the Spartans offense the last two weeks, and they are going to need it tonight. I love the quick slants to Jolly, to Pierce, because it's been working for them, and it's got to be there tonight for that passing game to fire on all cylinders. Well, for the defense, Alex Melton's been there with Coach Coleman. As we mentioned how long he's been there, so has Alex Melton. Beach and uh, the previous game, 49 plays, 362 yards, 29 points. 264 of that would be rushing. Henry County, we flipped it. 59 plays, 389 total yards, 307 yards passing. But as we mentioned, we played Jamarcus Johnson, top five, uh, Mr. Football, rushed for only 94 yards, but Jawan Odoms really killed Summit with 11 receptions for 211 yards. Oak Ridge likes to throw it. So what do you think Melton in the defense is going to do tonight? So I think Melton in the defense is going to is going to have to put together some sort of nickel package and much more pass heavy. Last week and I'll elaborate a little bit, but last week we saw them strictly stick to man coverage and unfortunately their quarter corner backs got eaten alive by Jawan Odoms. Like you said, the stats were off the hook. Tonight, it's going to be a little bit different. So, I'd like to see some sort of pressure, but they are going to have to drop back two safeties, have that help over the top, and these corners are going to have to step up. We talked to Coleman earlier. He's going to have Wirtz. He's going to have Cotton, but they're going to be on red alert because they're going to bring some of these other guys in there. If they make those mistakes, they're going to have to shut down this passing game of Oak Ridge. That's what they like to go to. It's short. It's quick. Kind of like, for lack of better terms, like a a, a dinker doink offensive pass game. They will take shots downfield, but they're not going for that big, sexy play. They're going to nickel and dime you down the field. Two-yard gain, five-yard gain, seven-yard gain, pop, 18-yard gain. That's the Oak Ridge offense. So Melton is going to have to put together a really nice nickel package with pressure if they're going to shut them down. And let's talk a little bit about special teams. Ryan Crane's the kicker. It could come down to him. We talked to Coach Coleman Wednesday night about that situation, and he said you could see him out at halftime still keeping his leg warm. Yeah, and you pointed it out beautifully last week. Uh, I, I can't remember if we were on air or not, but we saw the Henry County kicker come out and kick all halftime. We didn't see the summit kicker. That was discouraging. So tonight, I want to see him taking more reps. Because I'm telling you, state title game, anything can happen. And it might come down to a field goal tonight. Like you mentioned earlier, weather is not ideal for a kicker. You've been inconsistent throughout the year. Now you're in the biggest game of your of your football career because you're a young kid. You want as many reps as you can before it's time that it really counts. So don't be surprised, everyone listening tonight, if we find ourselves in like a 23-23 type game and we need a winning field goal at the end. Inside the numbers, Summit 13-1, Oak Ridge 11-3. Nine straight wins for Oak Ridge. Offensively, Summit scores 33.9, Oak Ridge 27.85. Defensively, Summit gives up 14.7 with two shutouts. Oak Ridge 14 flat with five shutouts and two in the playoffs. Momentum Oak Ridge has a lot of it coming from Knoxville. Here's my prediction or here's the stat I'm going to look for tonight, Matt. The magic number's 30. 29, the most points scored against Summit. If they get over that number, I think they win the game. I think it comes down to to Wade and the offense for them to look into that 
glass um, and see if they can get 30 points. Now, how does Summit win their first championship tonight? I think, I mean, honestly, I, I hate, to, I don't want to be patronizing you and keep agreeing with you, but I am going to agree with you, Epley. I think that's the magic number because here's the thing with Oak Ridge. Yes, they have a rich tradition. They have a playoff uh, plethora of appearances opposed to Summit, who's a newer school, 10, 11 years old. But this year, Oak Ridge has played very one-dimensional teams. Knox Central, very run-heavy. They were able to shut it down. Uh, um, uh, Doyle. South Doyle, very, 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 very one-dimensional. I know you're laughing at me. Very, very one-dimensional, ground and pound. They shut down the run. Here's the thing. If Oak Ridge wants to shut down the run of Summit, first of all, good luck. But if for some reason they can, well, they got a pass game too. And I think that's going to be the deciding factor in why Summit is going to win this game because they're a two-dimensional offense. Now they have shown that they have a phenomenal run game, and they've also proved that they have a very, very substantial, above-average passing game, and I think that's going to be the key tonight. In about one minute, what does experience do for Summit being here last year on this field? It's everything. It's everything in sports. It's definitely everything in football, and it's completely the the nail in the coffin for high school football. Again, I've played at all levels from peewee, high school, college, and a little bit in the pro, and I'll tell you, mentality, the younger you get, is the most important. And high school is that critical spot to where you still have a little bit of that intimidation factor, and you're a little bit afraid of that guy over the line from you, and that's why tonight's Summit's not going to have that because they've been there before, and like I said in that pregame, they got two Greek gods on their team that are very intimidating to look at. And the other Greek god is Destin Wade. How much footage do you think they're watching of him? Uh, non-stop footage, if, and here's the key. Not, not that nobody, I'm not going to tell anyone listening anything they don't know, but the key to beating Summit is to find a way to shut down Destin Wade. If you could shut down Destin Wade, you will beat the Summit Spartans. Haven't seen it done yet except for last year in the state championship game. I said that's the question you just can't you can't answer. <laughs> you, can't. you ask me, how, how do you do it? No one's done it yet. They found out Superman's kryptonite sooner or later. Will they find out Summit's? Who knows? The fate is around the corner. I'm nervous. All right. Well, that's our pregame coverage here from Tucker Stadium. You're listening to Summit Spartans football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. Back to Tucker Stadium, side of the Class 5A state championship game. It's the Blue Cross Bowl on WKOM 1017 and the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Let's see if we can go down to the field to get a report on what the atmosphere is like on a chilly night in Cookville. Here's the third member of our broadcast crew is Chris Yao. Chris? JP, it is a Sparty party down here on the sidelines. It is absolutely crazy. I am super excited to report that the flag runners are going to be allowed on the field, which is a huge deal because they don't typically allow that here at um, at Tucker Stadium. So they're going to let the, uh, the the summit flag runners on the field, and that's really cool. 
Everybody down here is ready to play football. We are five and a half minutes away, and it's going to be exciting. Yeah, it is, and uh, we appreciate you being down there. And uh, any field report news that we need tonight, uh, Chris Yao will be performing that as well. Just over five minutes left before kickoff. Matt and Mike will have the call when we return to Cookville and Tucker Stadium after this timeout. You're listening to Summit Spartans State Championship Blue Cross Bowl Playoff Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Welcome back in. We're live at Tucker Stadium. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers on the call, 101.7, coming to you. And the toss is won by Summit. It's Summit Oak Ridge for the championship. Summit will get the ball first. And welcome back in, Matt Rogers. Matt, the keys to the game for Summit tonight. Keys to the game for Summit is uh, on offensive. You gotta shut down number 55, their big defensive end. That's Jackson Adams and the pressure. The one thing that scared me is Coleman said he's gonna do some play action, which typically makes my stomach drop a little bit if you're gonna get some pressure. You wanna unload it fast, like we said, quick slants, quick dinks, and then on defense, you gotta shut down the pass. How do you do that? You gotta make big plays. And these DBs have to rebound from last week suffering the biggest offensive pass def- or, uh, offense against them. They got a rebound this week, shut down the receivers. Summit's going to win if they can do that. And here is Summit on to the field. White pants, navy blue jerseys, and the Spartan logo in navy blue. Across the way, we have a guy who fell down. A player, try. he's just too excited for Oak Ridge to get this underway. And the Cardinal pants with the white jerseys cardinal letters and numbers and oak ridge is out of east tennessee it's a big game sometimes that happens you know running out of the tunnel and eat it right before the super bowl if you're just tuning in you're listening to the blue cross bowl 2020 we made it we made it and this game will be played tonight i do want to let you know tucker stadium seats 16,000 people I would say about a third's here on each side, maybe half. The stadium opened in 1966. Tucker Stadium has hosted the TSSAA High School Football State Championships since 2009. We all remember when it used to be the Clinic Bowl in Vanderbilt, and then you moved down the road to Murfreesboro, and now we're here in Cookville. We hope the weather holds off. It was a little dicey earlier. But now, it looks like we're going to play the game. So we've made it to the end of the season. It's been a fun ride, and there'll be one champion tonight. It will either be from Middle Tennessee or East Tennessee. And both teams meet in the middle and Cookville. Set back to receive for the Summit Spartans. Junior Brandon King will be at the five-yard line. The kicker will be Tyler Dunham. The senior, six foot, 225 pounds. Looks a little bit like Sebastian Janikowski, if you remember him. Big Seabass from the Raiders, baby. Hey, 
Went to the Seahawks at the I end of the I just watched him one time tee it down for about the 60-yard line and make yeah, it. He had, 70. He, he had a big leg. Yep. So we'll see how big the leg is for the Wildcats. Kicker, as we are underway here at Tennessee Tech. You can feel it in the air, Epley. We're on the side of the Summit, Summit Spartans. So the fans you will hear will mostly be the Summit Spartans. It's not going to get to King. It will be to number 21, John Dippold at the 19, and Dippold bangs his way down to the 28. So, Mr. Football finalist, six foot four, 215 pounds, number one will trot on to the field with his entourage. And the entourage will be Zach Switzer at receiver, Caleb Jolly at receiver, and you'll also have Brady Pierce at receiver. John Dippold looks to be in the backfield in the pistol formation for the Spartans. On the 28-yard line, first and 10, Summit with the football. We'll hand it. Off tackle to the right, check it. It is Brady, uh, should I say King, down to the 34-yard line, a seven-yard run. Yeah, Oak Ridge came out in that 3-4 uh, front. They overloaded the side with the two receivers, eyeballing Destin Wade, and he gave it off to the running back for a nice hole. I mean, there was one guy that made the tackle there, and that's what you want to see. You want to see other guys besides Destin Wade be able to run the ball because that is going to be a huge key to moving the ball on the ground tonight for some. 30 seconds into the game, left to right on the offensive line. Mullen, Jewel, Garber, Cook. And Richardson at right tackle. Off the right hip of Wade in the shotgun is King. And King's going to get it. He's got some open space. He's out to the 40, to the 45-yard line. First down summit, a gain of about seven. Yeah, it's interesting there. You see Oak Ridge respecting the run as if they didn't know that was coming. Now they brought a different front, a four-man front. They edged down both of those outside linebackers. So it almost looked like a 6-1 Epley with six guys down and one backer in the middle. Easy pickings for Summit, body on body, wide open for King in the first down right there. 3-4 defense for Oak Ridge to start out. Adams, Morgan, and Boone are in the middle. They'll bring Hurst down as well on the outside. Shotgun formation, Destin Waits. First and 10, Wade's going to run it. Wade's got an opening. Wade's to the left. He's trying to fake out one player and tackled by Cole Adams. If it wasn't for Adams, it would have been a TD, but... Mr. Wade goes for 20. And like you said early on, it's going to be boom or bust for Oak Ridge defense all night. That time, it was a bust. They had that safety, number two, Jonathan Stewart, blitz from the back side to the front side. Wade keeps it, goes to the side where the safety blitz, and that was 15-20-plus all daylight for Wade. 10-30 first quarter summit on the 34 of Oak Ridge will hand it off tackle. Pierce eludes one tackle, but he's gang tackled for a loss of probably two yards on the 36, second and 12 coming up for Summit. Yeah, that's that fly sweep right there to Brandon King. We saw Pierce last week score on that play, so you know Oak Ridge was ready for it, and they shut it down right there for a two-yard loss. Two minutes in, you like what you see so far, Matt? Absolutely. I like because they're hitting the holes fast, and they're beating that over-pursuant defense of Oak Ridge. It's going to be really aggressive. It'll be interesting to see what Oak Ridge does. Are they going to keep being aggressive, or will they back off? Trips to the left, single to the right. Wade and shotgun Dippold on the left side. And they're going to hand it to Dippold. Dippold cannot get 
past number 38, Jacob Bervin, but there's a flag on the play. It's a loss of two if it stands. Yeah, uh, they're running man coverage on that one, which is a perfect pass scenario for Destin Wade to Jolly to Pierce. And I really want to see Coleman utilize that, especially now. It's going to be second in a mile. And here comes the Summit Pass game. You would think, Epley, but with the exception of that first game, it's like I've been wrong all year every time I tried to call a Coleman play. That is a ginormous penalty. Mistake. It is a personal foul face mask against Summit. So, boom, hit the reverse button here, and we go back 15 yards all the way to the other 47. We're back to Summit. And I will tell you, we set a country mile. You look to kind of chew this up a little bit. Yeah, I, I, again, I'd love to see him pass here. Uh, I want to see how we can do against these DBs, and I think we're about to find out in this uh, single back offense. You need 27 yards for the first down. Destin Wade, it's up to you, buddy. Wade's going to fire his first pass complete and a nice gain up to the 41. So chewing up about half of it, it's going to be third and about 16. Beautiful. I think, I mean, so far this offensive line has done a great job. Obviously, that's the first pass play of the game. They've been doing a great job on the run. But that's what it's going to take. I think we got the passing game. It was a gain. Man, it's crazy because now we're still like third and 15. I felt like we gained like 12 there. But uh, this is a passing down. And uh, it's, uh, I don't see, uh, uh, there's Brady right here. I'd like to see this go to Brady Pierce. Trips to the left, third and 16. 41 yard line of Oak Ridge. Destin Wade will look left. He's got all day. He's going deep. He's got coverage, and it's a flag on the play, That's but Brady Pierce. Pierce caught another one at the three. It's I, the same clothesline play, Matt, and he catches it. I love it, baby. Brady Pierce, he actually had a step on him, but then he had to slow down and come back. Defender was all over him. I mean, that was basically assault on the defensive back for Oak Ridge. And again, like you said, Pierce comes up clutch with a huge goal line catch. We talked to Brady Pierce, and he says sometimes he just looks at Destin Wade and winks at him, and we found out that's Destin Wade's best friend. Yeah. Destin and that's the reason Destin Wade is on the field for Summit. That's a, you know, and that's what I wanted him to look for. It's a, I didn't see the look, but I know it's there down there on the field. But, I mean, huge play by Brady Pierce. That's your clutch guy. That's your go-to guy and your best friend. I think we're going to see a lot more of that tonight. 8.48 first quarter, 0-0, zero to zero, Summit driving. Started the drive at their own 28, now to the three-yard line inside the red zone for the first time. So Destin Wade will be in a pistol look for Summit. Everyone on the line, King gets it, left side. King's trying to get in, and he's about a yard and a half short. Yeah, it was just a counter to the left side. We've been calling it all year. Right guard pull kick, right uh, right tackle pull lead through. I would have liked to see Brandon King punch it in there. He had a tackler on him, but uh, it would be nice to inject him with a little bit of Derrick Henry there and watch him run someone over, but he's a little short. Offensive line coach and offensive coordinators, Brian Coleman, Destin Wade waits for the signal to come in. You need two yards, Summit fans, to take the lead at the Blue Crossbow. Destin Wade, Destin Wade, Destin Wade scores! There it is, Wade, a quarterback read. He takes the shotgun snap, 
finds his hole. That's what you're going to do all day if you're the Summit Spartans. If you're Brian Coleman, put the ball in the hand of your best player, and that's Destin Wade, Mr. Football, Mr. Superman, a.k.a. Greek God. That's for six. Crane with Brady Pierce the hole. This, this could be big. Fingers crossed. 757. The kick is up, and it's got enough distance, and it is good. So the plays eight for 70 yards, and you are listening to Summit Spartans Football and TriStar Sports Radio Network. Welcome back. Tucker Stadium. This is the championship. No more games. You win. You win the, speaking. <laughs> well, we'll see. But right now, Summit on their first drive goes 70 yards in eight plays. Thanks to a big third down. Third and 16 on the 41. A catch by Brady Pierce. 7-0. to Bring back in Matt Rogers. Matt, you got to like what you saw in that first drive. Absolutely, Epley. I mean, here's the thing. Going through this whole playoff run, I know Summit hasn't scored on every offensive possession, but can you think of a time that a team has stopped Summit this entire playoff run? I mean, Summit, again, like, they've made mistakes, but... We have still yet to see throughout this entire state playoff run somebody shut down Summit. And again, I mean, with, with the exception of the penalty, we would have never saw a third down there for Summit, and Brady Pierce came up huge. And the kick for Ryan Crane for Summit will go back to the 15-yard line. A nice return spun away from two and three and four defenders. Brady Pierce has to bring him down. And a nice play by Jalen Howard, the receiver, senior receiver. Now the starters for Summit on defense. Trey Hunter, Jesse Brimmeyer, Maddox Reed. Inside linebackers, Gavin Wells, Jacob Turner. On the outside, Caleb Jolly and Keaton Wade. Corners, Jacqueline Cotton and Kaneda Works. At safety will be Brady Pierce and also... Let me make sure he made his way back out, and he will play a lot as... Austin, uh, Aiden Bird, should I say, right now, and the shotgun for Oak Ridge on the 37, and a bad snap kind of threw off the timing, wow. and Jolly That's gets blocked, hole. didn't call the hole, but they might have, pushed number, we got 23 on the catch, Cole Adams, the running back, kind of a wheel route there, Matt, for four yards, but it looks like it's a hold to get him free against Jolly. Yeah, and I, this is not fake hype. I'm so fired up right now. When I watch Caleb Jolly play defense, it makes me want to jump out of the booth and get in his helmet. Man, they, they released that running back out, and Jolly read it perfectly, ran through his receiver who was trying to block him, and literally ran over number six, which was Jalen Hayward, and Jalen didn't know what to do, so he bear-hugged him and tackled him to the ground, and that's going to cost Oak Ridge big time. And I love the human spark plug, baby. Jolly's my man. Well, Gibbons is the quarterback, and right now, that. Oak Ridge in a little bit of trouble on their first possession. Got to go 20 yards to get a first down, move it back to the 27. So Gibbons now in shotgun, offset eye formation, and will hand it to number one, Jackson, <laughs> and he is tattooed by Maddox Reed for a gain of one. Ooh, 
coming in from that safety position. That's Brady Pierce adding the tattoo on that one. Short gain of about five. I say short, but it's about four or five yards. But again, that you could just tell, like you said in the beginning, what's the difference for Summit this year? They expect to be here, and they are definitely flexing all over Oak Ridge. Yeah, and they give Jackson four yards. The initial hit was about a yard, but Jackson, think about this, six foot, about 200 pounds. So he's going to be a load for Summit tonight. As seven minutes left in the first quarter, second down, 14, and it may be a lateral, but they call it incomplete, Matt. That could have been a lateral. That totally could have been a lateral. And also, what we almost missed right at the end is Ja'Kalen Cotton comes out. Destin Wade's playing cornerback. And you're going to see Melton do that tonight when the quarterback and the coach isn't looking. He's going to sneak Destin Wade in tonight on defense. Like you said, there are no more games left. So you're going to see both Wade brothers on both sides of the ball a lot tonight. And Destin's going to stay out there. If you're listening in... You might want to listen because this may be the time that you hear about number seven, Keaton Wade. Third and a long way, about 15 for Oak Ridge. The fans up for Summit. And here we go. And we got a whistle. It could be a false start. I believe they saw number seven. Yeah, they did. And <laughs> just like you said, I mean, you, you couldn't have teed it up any better. He started from the defensive end position, and it's just called a, a, a tackle end twist where the end twists around the tackle, shoots that B-gap, and uh, that left guard was ready for it, a little too ready for it, and he jumped offside. Matt, you talked about experience. You got a holding penalty and a false start penalty right now for Oak Ridge on the first drive. Oak Ridge is freezing up right now in the cold, and I mean that in every sense of the word. I mean, you can just see the difference in confidence and momentum, and the momentum is all the blue jerseys. Well, here we go. 20 yards for Oak Ridge. Be very disappointed if Summit can't get off the field. The snap, they're going to bring Keaton back in coverage. Pressure outside. Caleb Jolly makes a big hit again to two. Unbelievable. The human spark plug, Caleb Jolly. This guy makes me want to go from announcing football to WWE, man. I mean, he is so fun to watch on defense. He doesn't tackle people. He blows them up and usually ends with like a suplex. Caleb Jolly, I know you'll never hear this, but I stink and love you, bro. That was unbelievable. Well, let's, let's put this in perspective. Caleb Jolly can throw the boot. He is 6'4", 200 pounds. That's one outside linebacker along with Keaton Wade. So those two guys, as Brady Pierce now, and will stand at about the 41. Pierce will get it. Whoa. And he probably shouldn't have caught the ball, and five players are all over him. We will take possession at the 36. If there was a high school award for Mr. Clutch, Brady Pierce would get it, man. That's awesome. Yep, 6'04 in the first quarter. We'll stay here at with the game as first drive for Oak Ridge. Matt, a punt, really didn't get any positive yardage, and now Destin Wade's back out. It would have been awesome right now to see Coleman start Wade at running back. Because that would, I mean, that's just like, it's like Oak Ridge. They didn't stop in the first drive. They went backwards 20 yards on their first drive, and then here we go, and they just got an offside. So Destin Wade's cadence when he starts on the 36, he did, does the fake count, and a defensive lineman for Oak Ridge, number 58, it will be Isaiah Boone, and he's a senior, should know better, but that's five free yards for Summit. Yeah, you could just tell the the big game jitters has gotten 
to Oak Ridge, and uh, it's not pretty for them. They need to tighten up a little bit. 6.04 first quarter, Summit 7-0 for Oak Ridge. And Wade will keep. Wade in the open field. Wade down by the right ankle, crosses the 50 to the 49. A gain of a... Reading that defensive end. If the defensive end pinches down, he's going to give it to the counter to the running back. If the defensive end widens and covers that running back, Wade's going to keep it. And you almost think, Epley, like, does it matter if he makes the wrong read and keeps it and run into the guy anyway? Because he'll probably run him over. <laughs> 540 first quarter. Summit in Oak Ridge territory at the 49-yard line. Four down linemen for the defense. Wade's going to keep it. Wade fakes one, eludes two. Wade goes through three. Wade's down for four. Wade is ridden out of bounds at the 12. That is just clowning right there. I don't know if you saw that or not, Epley, but it was a fake counter to the left. He faked it to the running back, kept it, and went right, and literally looked at the defense. I think he almost waved at him, and that you heard the reaction from the crowd. It was like, oh, and he busted open for about 30 and then some. That was awesome. So to put, once again, in this perspective, if you watch Derrick Henry in the pros, this is kind of like what's trying to how to tackle Destin Wade. You want to go low, high, sideways, and most of the time he can elude it either with the speed or sheer strength. Wade now off the right hash at about the 12, don't call it the 13. Wade's going to throw. Wade's got all day. Wade to the back corner. Wade over the top. Could it be? <laughs> it is a touchdown. Brady Pierce on the receiving end, bang from 13 yards. We haven't seen the call yet. I, they're going to give it to him, right? I it don't should. see a signal. They're, they're uh, there is, but there's a flag. There's a flag on the play. There's a flag on the far side on the 16. That's the reason. It looked like it was a catch, but we'll we'll see what the flag is. It was definitely a catch. Brady Pierce started on the left side in the corner. I'm sorry, in the slot, and mm. ran the corner. He goes straight up the field, and then instead of going to the right for that uh, post, he fakes the post, goes to the corner, pretty open in the back of the end zone. Yeah, an illegal shift. Offense. Uh, an illegal shift called on Summit, and Coach Coleman on sideline does not understand that. Yeah, he's not happy about that. And again, we look back at, you know, last drive. They got, you know, second and long because of mistakes. Here's a touchdown called back. I mean, this this is big. They look invincible right now, but I don't care who you are, when you are, where it's at. You do not want to take six points off the board for stupid penalties. One positive, Destin Wade looks like his accuracy is on point tonight. Absolutely. He's he's just looked absolutely phenomenal next to perfect this playoff run. Well, he's earning his way to that trophy for sure. 5-19 first quarter. Wade lost the football. He juggled it, but he gained possession at the 15. So all that, Wade gains four. Yep, so it's going to bring out the second and 11. Uh, you know, assuming that we get to know Coleman a little bit, he'll probably keep the ball on the ground with uh, with Destin Wade. But uh, they're running man coverage, and I don't think they can cover our receivers. I want to see him throw the ball again. Second down and 12 inside the red zone summit. Summit leads 7-0 to over Oak Ridge. This is the championship, the big show here in Cookville, Tucker I mean- Stadium. Look at that, Epley. That guy's playing 20 yards off Brady Pierce. Well, he's going to go the other way to King. King goes to the 12, and that will be about at the 
I would say the original line of scrimmage, so it would be third and ten. So here's the good news. Even though it's third and ten, Oak Ridge is afraid of this passing game. I am not exaggerating when I say that Brady Pierce is lined up on the left side slot that's in between the receiver and the tackle, and the guy that's guarding him is backing off 20 to 25 yards. So take one step, turn around, and let your athlete go make a play. Here we go. Third and 10 on the 12. Summit trying to get a two-score lead, and we got another jump. I believe it's on Summit. You ask me what the keys to victory is? Mm. The opposite of what we're seeing right now in this drive. Do not make mistakes because now, again, instead of being up 14-0, it's 7-0, and now it's third and a long 15. Mistakes make me matter than anything. And my wife would say the same thing about me. <laughs> well, and, it, and it's guys who have a lot of experience. Yeah. I mean, you're talking the Switzers, the Kings, the Jollies, and the Pierces of the world. Yep. So those are the four wide receivers. Two to the left, two to the right. Third and 15. Where would Destin Wade go with the football? Wade's going to throw it across Wide the open. middle. Touchdown! Touchdown, Summit. Get Thank up you. off your couch and cheer because Summit now leads 13-0. And who caught it? Number 13, Brady Pierce. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. They cannot serve it on a silver platter better to Destin and his best friend, Brady Pierce. Again, I'm not exaggerating. That defensive back is playing 20 to 25 yards off of Brady Pierce. And he ran a simple post route in the end zone. And the defensive back was so far back, he couldn't even come forward to recover. I don't know what Oak Ridge is thinking. And part of me feels slightly bad for their fans because look across the stadium, Epley. There is no movement from about 4,000 people wearing that Cardinal red. Absolutely stunned as Summit leads 14-0. You are listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. Welcome back in. Live at Tucker Stadium. 14-0 to score and Summit out in front. Trying to get that ring as the kick will be fielded. And a big return by Oak Ridge, number six, Hayward, almost out to midfield. And if you got one flaw for Summit, really it's the it's the uh, kicking game, or should I say the kick <laughs> coverage, as now Oak Ridge will have good field position. Yeah, last time he returned it for about 15, 20 yards. That time he's going to get about 30 yards. And, you know, obviously it's only their second drive, but it's, you know, they're almost at the 50-yard line. But, uh, again... You got uh, Keaton Wade that we haven't called too much of his name on defense yet, so it's going to be exciting to see what happens here. I, th I think he's due for a big one. Well, last possession, Oak Ridge, negative 10 yards. We'll see what they could do. 419 in the first quarter. On the 46, Will Hand to the big back. and <laughs> Nope, not on the inside. Jackson goes backwards. I mean, that's just nothing is working for Oak Ridge right now. You had him uh, right there. That's number uh, 11. <laughs> that's Gavin Wells, the senior. And he, he's done a really good job, both linebackers for the Summit Spartans, this playoff run. And, I mean, Epley, they, they look next to perfect right now. They're going to give him a half-yard shotgun formation for Gibbons, quarterback, five foot nine, 175 pounds. 
and he's got to think when he looks at some of those hog mollies on the other side for Summit, he's got to get rid of it quick, and he does there to Hayward, and close to the first down will be short. Uh, the senior wide receiver is going to be about three yards short. It's going to bring up third and four right now. I'm, I'm eyeballing the sideline to see if uh, Melton sneaks in Destin Wade right here because I could next to guarantee you they're going to try to throw a quick pass because that's Oak Ridge game and the uh, the running game for them so far has has basically been asleep. 48-yard line, it's third down and three. What will be the play call here? Coach Gaddis has got to figure something out. They're on a winning streak. believe nine games. They're going to need to do it again. We'll see what they can do. Go to the right side to throw it. And it's a nice deflection by Gavin Wells, who sets down in the zone and deflects it. Now it's fourth down. What will Coach Gaddis do? I mean, you, you want to say you definitely got a punt, but let's be honest. Name one time in November or December that you've seen someone stop the Summit offense. I think this is your best field position so far tonight, and what Melton's doing so far, which I can talk about in a second, is next to perfect. I personally, I would go for it because, let's be honest, who really cares if Destin Wade gets the ball at the 20 or the 45 because he's probably going to get there anyway. And going to look to fake it, and the kick will be by Jacob Bourbon. And it's going to bounce out at the 22-yard line. So we'll see if Summit, or what Summit can do when they come back on offense. As 2.43 left in the first quarter, 14-0. No first downs for Oak Ridge and Summit's at doing what they want, Matt. Best-case scenario for Coach Coleman. Best case scenario for Coach Coleman in terms of this drive. Oh, you're just saying it. this is the best case scenario for Coach Coleman, right? Absolutely. I want to go back to Alex Melton because he has put together what we were hoping for when we talked about pregame, a really good nickel package, and Oak Ridge offense is stunned. They have not seen Melton all year throw something like this at him, and it's working. God bless you, Alex Melton. From the 22, in the shotgun, Wade, Wade, oh, he gets hammered as he runs for three yards, positive gain to the 25. Again, this will see, you know, it, it, it'll be cool to see, like, was I right or was the Oak Ridge coach right? Because they started here at the 23-yard line. Had they gone for it and not got it, they would have started, or, you know, they would have given some of the ball about the 45, so... You know, we'll see what happens here. But, um, again, if I was Oak Ridge, I would have went for it. I wouldn't have punted. There's a penalty here, and we're going to wait the call. Elite illegal shift. Weird. That's the second time it's been called. So we'll go back five yards with the penalty and repeat first down. Um. I'm being critical now. I was going to say, would you rather Destin Wade have the ball first and 15 or second and 11? I probably would have taken second and 11. Well, we'll see <laughs> if that choice. First and 15 on the 16-yard line. Wade's going to throw it. Wade's complete to the outside. Switzer, and we have another flag. Switzer Jeez. breaks one tackle, two tackles, and another flag comes in. Wow, this is and, weird. And this is, I haven't seen this many flags called all season. And what would this be? One was thrown, and then two seconds later, right now, we have Switzer spotted at the 44-yard line, which would be a first down by 10 yards. Uh, pass interfer a pass interference against Summit, and Coleman is about to take the headset off. 
Well, he, he, he's, he's yelling at King. To, yeah, he's saying something to King. So, you know, I, I was about to get critical of the referees, but that's the easy thing to do. Uh, I'll retract and uh, just say that Coleman was yelling at Brandon King, which, uh, you know, they don't announce at high school who it was on, but I'm assuming it was King. Coleman was hot at King, and then here we go again. It's going to be about, you know, first and 20-something from the eight-yard line now. Again, Summit mistakes. It, Summit stops themselves. And when they, when they don't stop themselves, like we've seen, it's impossible to stop them. So they got to clean this up. I don't know if it's going to be a factor in the game from what we've seen so far, but it's early, and you don't want this many mistakes this early. 224 first quarter on the eight-yard line. You will need 24 yards. King will get... The jet sweep, and that check that, that's Brady Pierce, and Brady Pierce spins off two, three, four to the 34, and it's a first down by two yards. I am shocked <laughs> in a good way. Brady Pierce comes in that fly sweep, and if you remember, Epley, that's how they scored to go ahead by two touchdowns last week against Henry County. Same play. Brady Pierce comes in motion, full speed, gets the handoff on the fly sweep, and he broke three or four tackles right there. So uh, Brady Pierce, Mr. Consistency, is uh, getting the first down for the Spartans. He literally ping-ponged his way through the defense. 207. First quarter on the 34. Summit leads 14. And another flag as King followed, I believe it was, was it Richardson there or Jewel? Actually, he followed Jewel through the hole, and we'll see the call. Yeah, I think it's going to be on the uh, the tight end, Tanner Shake. He's uh, also talking to the referee. It's, looks like it's going to be holding him. I didn't see it, uh, but I will say this. Summit, for the most part, especially in playoffs, they've they've played pretty mistake-free football. And for them to make this many mistakes in the first quarter, I'm not sure I believe it, which, you know, again, I don't mean to take the cheap shots, but, I mean, we've never seen this many flags thrown by referees in the first quarter in a whole game. So I have a personal foul, two illegal shifts, a pass interference, and a holding. I don't buy it. I really don't. Again, you know, I, I say this That's a lot. A lot. I'm, yeah, I'm saying this a lot. I'm not trying to be a homer. I'm really not, but I don't buy it. That's too many for a team like Summit. They don't do that this often. Well, we'll see. Summit has a cushion, 14 to zero. As Wade's going to look over, four seconds on the play clock. Wade still hasn't fired the ball. Wade's going to. Ha- yep, Coleman saw it and had to call a timeout. Here's the interesting thing. I don't know if you guys at home heard this, but the Summit fans were going crazy because. The Oak Ridge defensive lineman jumped, and he was definitely offside. And you remember in our car with our call with Coleman, Destin Wade's going to do that. He's going to do these fake counts, and he's going to try to make him jump. He got him that time, and the referees didn't call it. So I don't know. I don't like it. It doesn't feel right. It's a little bit too many yellow flags for Summit so far. One minute and 35 seconds in the first quarter. Besides the penalties, Matt, let's go back to this. Summit has been able to run it, throw it. It's not just Destin. Destin Wade, Brandon King's helping out. Dippold's run a couple of times, I believe. And Brady Pierce has been phenomenal running and catching the football. They, they've been, again, with the exception of the mistakes, they look like a college team playing a high school team. It, they really, really do. I mean, 
you have, and it's not just Destin Wade. It's Brady Pierce. It's Jolly on defense. I mean, these guys are playing like absolute animals. And then here's the other thing. With all the mistakes that Summit's making and all the time that's gone by, it's still first down for Summit. So it's kind of like, you know, normally I'd say, oh, no, you know, first and 20. This is not good for Summit. But you almost kind of know they're going to get a first down, whether it's first and two or first and 22. We just we've seen it too often well, to believe anything otherwise. The ball will be first down on the 21 and you will need to get to the 44. Do the math. 23 yards for the first down. Again, I have a 1.96 GPA. Epley, I can't. I can't do the math. I'm just kidding. Sorry. 135. <laughs> we can look at the scoreboard and give you the correct score. 14 to 0 it is. Wade's throwing slant. Jolly's got it. Jolly picks it up to the 35. So they're about eight and a half yards short of the first down. I feel like I'm playing Madden against my younger son, and he knows nothing about defense because you can just do whatever you want. I'm dead serious. I mean, I'm not trying to be derogatory or take shots against the other team, but their defensive backs are playing 10, 15, and sometimes 20 yards off of our receivers. That is a simple slant to Caleb Jolly that he caught two yards up the field and turned it into 12. Doubles to the uh, right side. Wade went off the hip. And Wade's going to run it. Wade follows the blockers. Wade hits the spin move. And Wade gets the first down for nine yards. Okay, how crazy is this stat? You know, first of all, recap the play. They ran the counter to the left. Dustin Wade, you know, ran over 17 people. And it was a first down. Now going back to this, how crazy is this? You got first down and 20 plus two separate separate times. And we never saw a third down. That's crazy <laughs> that's got to be scary if you're the head coach for oak ridge 44 seconds left in the first quarter this is the championship game 14 to 0 is the score summit at the 44 and we'll hand to king king will go for two off the left yep that was the uh, counterplay to the left and again sometimes destin wade fakes it and keeps it and, uh, and, and, you know, last time we saw him go for a touchdown, that time he just gave it to King. You got the kick-out block. You got the lead-through block. Kane for a gain of two. We're going to see that at least 28 times more tonight. Coach Coleman could have run the clock out. He's going to elect as of right now with 12 seconds to go to the line of scrimmage. You will need eight yards. And, and no, Coach Coleman hands up, holds up five fingers, and you know what that means. Hold everything, Mr. Wade. And we're going to hold for the commercial breaks as you hear the horn at Tucker Stadium. 14 for Summit, 0 for Oak Ridge. You are listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. Spartans lead at 14-0 after one. Let's go down to the field and report. Here's Chris Yao. Chris? down here on the sideline. Of course, it is the start of the second quarter here at the Blue Cross Bowl, and this Summit offense has done exactly what we expected tonight. They have pushed around this Oak Ridge defensive front, and they have been manhandling this front seven of the Wildcats. Now, what I expect to see here is more of what we've we've been seeing, is, is imposing the will of their offensive line Coach Brian Coleman told me before the game, he said, we feel like we have an advantage 
on the front seven, and we're going to exploit it as much as we possibly can. They've done a great, great job of that here in the first quarter, and I expect to see more of that in the second. All right, thank you very much, Chris. Again, uh, Summit leading 14 to nothing. A quick look at your first quarter stats. Summit outgaining Oak Ridge 206 to 14, 122 to 6 on the ground, averaging 9.4 yards per carry. Quite a start there, um, Matt and Mike uh, for the Spartans. You couldn't ask for a better first quarter. Yes, and welcome back in. 14 to 0, as you mentioned, the stats. Uh, Matt, it has been a great performance for, for Summit, and I think you mentioned it earlier. I believe experience matters, and right now you can see the experience play out for Summit. Absolutely. I mean, Wade's perfect at 5 for 5 with his passing, and I think JP just said that we are pacing to get over 800 yards of total offense for Summit if they keep up this uh, track record of what they're doing right now. That's unbelievable. That's a big first quarter. It is, and as we welcome everyone back in, we appreciate you listening on 101.7 FM, TriStarSportsRadio.com. This is the championship at Cookville Tucker Stadium. Second quarter will start now. Summit leads 14 to 0. Destin Wade at quarterback, second and nine on the 45. Wade misses one. Wade trying to get away. He's down he goes. Yeah, and Wade he, down he goes for a loss of seven. The, the one thing that he does do that I haven't seen them correct, which bothers me, is when he scrambles, he holds that football down below his butt right on his hip. And I'm telling you, man, we've seen it a couple times. When that uh, backside tackle or defensive back, whoever it is, tackles him from the back, that ball's going to come out, and I hope we don't see that tonight, but I really would like to see a Summit coach correcting that. you got to hold the ball above your chest at all times when you're a quarterback. Third and 17 on their own 38. I will mention this. It was a third and 16 on the 41 where Wade connected for a first down. Can they do it again? We'll see. 45 seconds into the second quarter. And are they going to sweep it? Yep, and right as he hands it off to Switzer, and almost concedes that would be Coleman. I, I guess I see what he's trying to do because they're over pursuing on defense. So you're going to run that fly sweep again. Personally, I'd like to see him utilize the pass game a little bit more. Um, you're perfect in passing. Make them stop you before you go away from the passing game, especially when it's third and 16. Yep, like we mentioned, it was third and 16 on the first drive. Converted, uh, Wade did for sure. So... With that being said, we now have a kick for the first punt of the night, and it is a spiral, but it goes to the right side of the field. It's going to turn out pretty well for King down at the 32-yard line, and that's where Oak Ridge will start their third possession. Yeah, this is pivotal for Oak Ridge. They need to establish some sort of momentum. Total yards 14 to Summit again had over 200 yards. So they don't have a first down yet. They don't have any momentum yet. And uh, if Oak Ridge is going to, you know, do something in this game, it's got to be right now. Talk about the Titans, Jadavion Clowney, what he does to rush off the edge. I think that's the Keaton Wade effect, too. Oh, 100%. That's a great analogy. And I think, uh, again, we, we haven't called his name too much tonight, and it's time for you to scream for Keaton Wade. And Wade, Destin Wade on late, comes in for Cotton Pistol formation for the Wildcats. And they are going to throw it. Pressure. 
and it is Trey Hunter and Maddox Reed, and the pass will be incomplete by Gibbons. Yeah, you know, Wade, he's lining up as the uh, outside backer, but he's creeping down, so he's giving him a defensive end look, and he's just getting man blocking right there by their left tackle, uh, Jackson Adams. Again, that's their big dog, so he goes both ways, and uh, he, he did a pretty good job. I mean, we haven't called Destin's name too much tonight, and it's because of their left tackle, number 55, Jackson Adams, who's doing a good job. 10-16, second quarter, 14 Summit, 0 Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge trying to get their first first down of the game. And pressure, and Gibbons needs to keep it because three guys were on Jackson in the backfield. He gains three. It will be third and seven on the 35. I do got to retract my last statement. It's <laughs> not Jackson Adams. It's number 69. That's Nick Dallas. He's six foot one, 235. So you would think it's going to be a huge mismatch in favor of Destin Wade. But again, uh, I, I thought we would have called his name by now. I'm sure we will pretty soon, especially right now with it being third and seven. 945. Second quarter, third and seventh. Four down linemen for Summit. Keaton Wade's on one side, Reed's on the other. And could Melton bring pressure? Keaton Wade is at his feet, and he throws it down because Keaton Wade was back there. Yeah, that was a fantastic rush right there, man. He got in there quick, and that quarterback said, oh, crap, it's number seven. Let it go. And he did, and it was premature. All coverage. Again, Alex Melton looking good tonight with his defensive calls. Brought pressure that time, and it paid off for the Spartans. And probably one of the most impressive players right now for Summit stands back at the 36. Brady Pierce will field this kick with 9.31 left in the second. And, oh, a high hanger, and everybody get away. It's going to land at the 43 and bounce an Oak Ridge way to the 49, check that 39-yard line. So here we go. Fourth drive for the Spartans. They got two touchdowns so far. Again, personally, I'd like to see more of the pass game, but uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see as Coach Coleman huddles up his offense. Destin Wade's going to get his fourth shot at it tonight. Did not score on the last possession. Scored on the first two. Almost at ease. So King will walk out with... Wade in the backfield. Switzer's going to flank behind Shake off the right, and you're going to have two receivers to the left. And this is man-to-man coverage, and I bet you Destin Wade sees it. 919. If he goes there, you got to cover one of the receivers. No, they're going to hand it off. It's a nice play. King's got some open field. King to the 50, to the 45, and down to the 43-yard line. A big run for about 20 for Brandon King. Uh, really nice to see King get back in the mix for that big counter play, and he's taking it for a first down and then some. Love to see him fired up. We were talking about him in the beginning of the year as kind of like a mini Wes Welker. He was playing the slot, catching some balls, running a little bit, but now he's primarily taken over that starting running back position, and we've yet to see Keaton Wade on offense. The Oak Ridge fans are shook. Oh, yeah. They're not even moving. Almost comatose, to believe it or not. Literally. They're looking, not really even cheering on their team, probably in shock. King goes 
for one yard as Summit starts on the 44 of Oak Ridge, second down and nine. It's like a read zone play to the right-hand side. Read zone basically means you're going to read the lane that you go in. A lot of times we see Destin Wade keep that for kind of like a quarterback read zone. That time he gave it to King. He reads his blocks. Not much going on there. But to go back to what you said about the Oak Ridge fans, I mean, you don't plan to go to the state championship and be halfway through the second quarter and not have a first down yet. I mean, what can you really cheer for? 8-11, second quarter, second down and nine on the 43, Destin Wade. Wade, pressure, gets away from it. He's rolling to the right. He's in open field, but, oh, ankle tackled on the left ankle, and he's two yards short, but unbelievable. Well, they might mark him back at the 40. We'll see. So you heard me talk a lot about mentality and how it can get discouraging for the football players when, you know, you lose momentum and this and that. That play right there, Epley, is very discouraging from a coaching standpoint because they called the perfect defensive play, defensive blitz. They had three guys in Destin Wade's face to shut down that pass play and he still turned it into positive yards that is frustrating for a coach he just gave him literally the cold shoulder no pun intended <laughs> 7 18 sorry one of your jokes matt i get it <laughs> i love 14 it. zeros Look. to score this is a big play here matt third and six and coach coleman wants a timeout and we're going to take one as well 14 for summit Zero for Oak Ridge. It will be third and six on the 40. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. Welcome back in. 7-10 left until halftime. We'll give you everything you need to know. But right now, what you know, the score is 14-0. Third down and six for Destin Wade in the offense. A big play on the 40 of Oak Ridge. Slant play. Got it. Complete. Across the middle. It is Brady King down to the 20. There you go, my friend. A 20-yard game. Yeah, again, I'm not going to tell you anything that we haven't said or you don't know so far. These defensive backs are playing 10 and 15 yards back there. Nice slant play. It was the right play. It was the right call at the right time. And that will be there all night unless Oak Ridge does something different, which they have to, Epley. I mean, they're not getting anything right on either side of the ball right now. 647. This is this could be the Tyson uppercut mm. in the first quarter by Summit. We're going to see. Destin Wade needs to get his team in. Wade's going to run it. Power left. Wade from the 21 goes to the 18. Yep, and uh, you could pretty much guarantee that Coleman is going to ride that horse as much as possible. Again, if he plans on using Keaton, it would be nice to see him get in the first half because, you know, it, it's football. Anything can happen, a turnover, something to where all of a sudden you're in a football game. doesn't look like that's going to happen right now, but you don't want to put Keaton in too late in the game. You'd like to get him at least a little bit warm and getting used to this offense. This has got to be their power formation. Everyone on the line of scrimmage besides Brandon King literally right behind Wade. The power goes left, breaks open. King down the sideline to about the three. Yep, and there you go. King all the way down. It's good to see him get his run on tonight. He's been a lot. I mean, we've been waiting for this. And could he have shown up at a better time than the state championship game? Brandon King 
Good to see you back, baby Wes Welker. Get yours, baby. Come on, give him the ball again and give him six. We did see Brady Hendricks in for the first time on that play, and it looks like he will block down on the right side. 5.53 second quarter. Wade in the gun. King off the right hip. Wade's going to roll white. Wade cuts back in. Wade's got it. And Wade catapults his team to a 20 to nothing lead here at Tucker Stadium. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. There it is. Four drives, three touchdowns. A lot of mistakes from Summit, but again, not on that drive because when they don't make mistakes, you don't really see too many people stop them. And I, I shouldn't try to dumb play it. You don't see anybody stop them. <laughs> You, you don't see anybody stop Summit when they don't make mistakes. We haven't seen it all year, and here we are in Cookville, the biggest show in high school football for Tennessee, and it, it couldn't be any better for Summit. Well, we're not going to downplay this. Summit leads 21 to zip, 548 left until halftime. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. Live on TriStar Sports Radio, and it is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Benchmark Realty, Holland's Pharmacy, Davis Heating and Cooling, Ten Pin Alley, The Garbage Man, Quick Mart, Parks Motor Sales, Kubota of Franklin, Murray Regional Hospital, Sands Pitts Company, and by Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. 21 nothing your score. Summit on top once again live at Tucker Stadium at Tennessee Tech with Matt Rogers. Here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. Thanks, JP, for that. 5.48 left until halftime. Four possessions, three touchdowns. That last drive, seven plays, 61 yards, and we are humming is what they call. And going in the right direction, and it could be that left hook from Mike Tyson, or you said down goes <laughs> Frazier. I can tell you this. Oak Ridge needs a first down. They have a goose egg right now to start. Now, this is the best thing going from Oak Ridge is this field position usually and out by Hayward to about the 40-yard line. So all night, Oak Ridge's mats had the field position. They just can't convert. Yeah, and again, you got to give credit to Alex Melton just putting together a defensive package that the Oak Ridge Wildcats could not prepare for because they haven't seen it all year. And I'd say, I mean, I've been a fan of Melton from the beginning. I mean, when I first went out and saw in those earlier practices, you know, he's got an electrifying personality. He gets on these kids, and he's also super smart on defense. And so far, Oak Ridge has not had an answer for marvelous Alex Melton. Nice turnout for Summit Spartans. 5.42 left in the second quarter. Pressure, and he's going to hand it off up the middle. Maddox reads the first one to get him. And that's Jackson, I believe, will go for two yards. Yeah, I love, man, these linebackers. <laughs> Gavin Wells right there wrapping up textbook tackle. Again, these uh, these linebackers for the Summit Spartans have been very underrated. Gavin Wells and Jacob Turner. Turner being a junior, so you're going to see him next year. A lot of their seniority is on that front offensive or defensive line. But, again, we always talk about the future looking bright for uh, Summit, and that stands true, too, for the defense as well. Wirtz and Destin Wade now at corner. Brady Pierce is going to play the free safety position for Summit. Second down, and Ooh. Keaton Wade is in the backfield. And, whoa, they whistled it. 
And I think their shocks Keaton. <laughs> Keaton took two steps, and he was, I believe, he's back there. Yeah. And, and so was Hunter, I believe, yeah. as well. There you go. I mean, <laughs> you, there, you you heard the term "get your ears pinned back." That analogy for uh, get ready to go because we're going to go fast. I mean, Summit is all about that right now. They did get an encroachment, so they're going to get. Uh, the closest thing to a first down for Oak Ridge right now, second in a short three. But, again, this defense is looking fantastic. It is, and they're going to try to get three yards for the first first down tonight. Givens is going to look over. He's going to walk back to Jackson at tailback. Four wide receivers. The clock still going. 440 left until halftime. Jackson will get Jeez. it. And, no, and Trey Hunter oh goes down with Gibbons, a loss of three. Oh, my God. This is like a dream for Summit and Alex Melton. I mean, they get as close to giving up a first down. They run what Summit would run as the read zone. You had Trey Hunter on the running back, and you had the quarterback covered up. I mean, that was it was a loss of five, but it was a powerful loss of five. Golly. I can tell you this. You don't get this first down. You might be in La La Land. Yeah, big time. And you're going to need six and a half yards to do it. Four wide receivers, and watch out for Keaton Wade. I can tell you, you might see him. Keaton Wade's got the pressure. He was one step, hit the quarterback, though. Keaton was back oh, there, and a, a late flag. A dumb. flag comes out five seconds after the pass was thrown. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I mean, Could Oak Ridge get the first, de- first, first down by a penalty? Does that count on the stats? Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, I mean, look, it's just. We'll see. I don't want to say anything I regret, but that's just not cool. They're going to call the foul on Keaton Wade, roughing the passer. First down. Yeah. Yeah, It is what it is. You know, gather yourself, Rodgers. I mean, obviously, you you put a football player like me in a booth, and uh, sometimes it's going to come off a little bit raw, especially when I see stuff like that. I mean, that was. Correct me if I'm wrong, Epley. Was that like a 25, 30-yard penalty? How all of a sudden did they get down to the 43-yard line? It's your on math. It's, side? Your, it's your one point um, seven or what? No, for real. Like that was because the, the first down, they're still on their side of the field. How? I don't get it. Well, I know that one was called on Keaton Wade. We, I, so was there two personal fouls? I'm not sure. That's I, weird. I will get that call. But I know one was called on Keaton Wade. So three minutes and 50 seconds. And now Oak Ridge, for the first time tonight, is in Summit Spartan territory. And a pass out to the outside. And I can tell you that might be a huge penalty as it's caught by Hayward. Yeah, you know, it, it keeps Oak Ridge, you know, on, on life support when, you know, we're about ready to pull the plug, especially after that defensive stand. Uh, I don't like it. And uh, here's why. Because Summit's defense has been playing so good, and I'm not a person, you know, for me, everyone doesn't get a trophy. All right, you go out and you earn every single inch, and I don't like handouts, and to me, that's a handout, and now Oak Ridge is threatening to potentially score. Well, thrown it to the outside. Keaton Wade missed the tackle. Trey Hunter missed the tackle, and up into the secondary goes number 13, and Hayward's yelling at the crowd, let's get up. They're at the 23-yard line. 
Yep, and uh, here we go. They're on a little bit of drive. I trust Alex Melton. I trust the defense. But, again, you don't want to give any momentum to the crowd, back to Oak Ridge, definitely their players. And that's what's happening a little bit here. We would like to see a, a, a turnover, a big sack, a big play by Summit because now it's uh, first and ten, and they're, they're in the red zone. And we'll see what happens. The red zone, well, close to the red zone on the 23. Not yet in the red zone. Three yards from it, 307. As you hear the Summit faithful now standing up, cheering on their team. Gibbons is going to throw left side, and he throws to no one. Could that be a grounding? Was he outside the box? Uh, he was not outside the box, but that's fine. You know? Okay. Incomplete pass <laughs> is what, what it was called. And it I, would, I, I don't know if they can hear it at home, but you, you can really hear. Yes, we're up 21-0 if you're a Summit fan. You can hear these fans for Summit. They're not happy. I mean, it's it's kind of borderline blatant now that, um, you know, I'll stop there. Go ahead. 302, second quarter, 21-0 is the score. But Oak Ridge on the march, throws it to the outside, and Jolly missed the tackle. But his buddy had to come over there and get him, and I believe no, that was, yeah, Keaton Wade makes the tackle. Yeah, the Wildcats are going back to do what they originally wanted to do tonight, swing out that running back, get him the ball in the short field, and again, let your athlete make a play. That's Kendall Jackson, and they also go back and forth with Jabrice Taylor, and that's what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to dink or doink it, make these little small pass plays, and let their quick guys hopefully break a couple tackles and uh, get some open yards. Third and five on the 19-yard line. Oak Ridge with the ball. <clears throat> What's going to happen? Givens looks left. He's going to throw that same pass in the flats complete, and it will be a first down. And you can hear for the first time really tonight, Oak Ridge fans blowing the horns. Yep, and now uh, we're going to be right on the five or six-yard line. And um, – Oak Ridge, will, I would assume, will probably go back to the uh, running game. So this is a big, big defensive stand for the Summit Spartans, and they've been pretty good in this position, kind of like the Tennessee Titans this year. I mean, when you back them up and you put their backs against the wall, Summit usually responds. 250, second quarter, 21-0 is the score. First down on the five. It was Turner with the reception. They're going to hand it to the big boy. Jackson. Jackson's wow. going to spin. Jackson is down to the goal line and not going to get it, but Keaton Wade's got the football. <laughs> he tried but to. Keaton Wade tried to take off, and I can tell you, there weren't... <laughs> No one's going to catch him, but unfortunately, they're going to mark Jackson down at the one. Yeah, down at the one. I'm sure they'll go back to the well and give it to Jackson. Big Kendall Jackson, six foot even, 195 pounds. I'm sure he'll be carrying the ball again if it's not a sneak. Two minutes and 18 seconds. Jackson. Oh, Keaton Wade got him. Did he get him to Keaton Wade from the backside? There's a. F He's short. One official, and, and the ball is with Summit. Wow. Keaton Wade came from the backside and made the tackle. Now what's the call? As they're debating at the, literally, the goal line. And they're, no, they're, they're going to say it's it's still with Oak Ridge. The clock is still ticking. 147 in the second quarter. And here's the interesting thing here, Epley. 147, and Oak Ridge gets the ball at halftime. So now the sudden they score, we're in a football game. And then a timeout by Gaddis with 137 until halftime. 
So again, we talked about they've been good in this position before. Third and short, they've stopped them short twice, but now it's like on the six-inch yard line. Again, Summit fans not happy because that's two plays in a row where Destin Wade had the ball in his hand. I'm sorry, Keaton Wade had the ball in his hands. Was it a turnover or not? Referees say no. And Coach Coleman is talking to the official, basically said, my guy came from the backside and hit it out. And he maybe Coach Coleman saw him standing up. So let's move this forward, Matt. 137 left. You're up three touchdowns. You're melting. What are you telling your team now? They need about eight inches to score against your defense. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Melton has done a phenomenal job this year at this point. I mean, for me, I'm pinching the A gaps. I'm blitzing my middle linebackers, and I'm expecting the quarterback sneak, or I'm expecting big number one, uh, Kendall Jackson, to kind of hurdle over after he gets that handoff. And I might move Keaton Wade down in the mi uh, middle, almost like a D tackle position, because these guys can't block. No. And I'll tell you, coming up at halftime, stats and highlights. Don't miss the coverage we have here at, at Tucker Stadium. 1.37 left till we get there. That's the game time. Don't tell them how long we might be here. Team's got a couple timeouts. But I'll tell you all in all that Coach Coleman, to this moment, has got to be pleased. And 1.37, Summit leads 21 to zip, but... Oak Ridge needs about eight inches to score the touchdown. So we're going to see as Jackson will be the tailback and maybe going under center for, for a quick snap here. Watch out. Bryn Myers in the middle, 137, and let's see what they're going to do. They're going to shift, and I think it was movement, and it might be a false yeah. start. It could be a false start against Oak Ridge because of the shift Melton did distracted the offensive line, <laughs> and that is a huge penalty. I'm loving Alex Melton right now, man. He did what I wanted him to do, except he did it the way that he does it. He started out in your basic defense, and then, like you said, they shifted quick and pinched those A-gaps, and that made those O-linemen jump off sides. So false start penalty. Now it's going to be third, and they're going to say it's on the six, and that changes the game plan for Big Coach time. Gaddis. What do you do now? I mean, I would run a play action if I'm Gaddis, and I would try to hit that quick slant. I mean, here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to try to run against this defensive line, mostly seniors. And then again, you got Keaton Wade on the outside. I'm running a quick slant or a tight end pop yeah. pass after I uh, after I play action to Kendall Jackson. That's what I would do. So Coach Melton's got to watch out for that. Four wide receivers going to spread the field. Third down and six. Go to go here for Oak Ridge right before halftime, trailing by three touchdowns. Pressure, and Destin Wade deflects it, and the pass is low as he tried to get it to Jonathan Stewart across the goal line. Now the dilemma, do you go for it? Oh, that's a great question. That is a great question. You got to. I mean, in a typical, like if it's NFL or college, I'd say kick the field goal, but let's be honest. They're not going to stop. At least it doesn't seem like they're going to stop Summit's offense. So you definitely got to go for it. I mean, you've had some favors by the referees to get you in this position. You've had a couple players make some big plays. Now you got to capitalize. Walking away, if you're Oak Ridge, with anything less than seven here is a loss. Here's why. You're going to get the ball back after uh, halftime. There's only a minute 30 left. So now you score. You got momentum going into the halftime, assuming you stop Summit you know, before the minute and a half runs up. But 
let's just say you go in 21-7, you can fire up your kids, say, hey, this is a different ball game. We're getting the ball back here, and we can make this a one-score game. What felt like a blowout can now put you in a position to make it a tight game if you're Oak Ridge. Now, flip side, if they get stopped right here, I mean, it's going to take a, a, an act of God to fire up the uh, Oak Ridge Wildcats to, to do something to stop the offense in the second half. I'm going to sound like a genius when I say this. I would find number seven and block him. <laughs> Absolutely. And on that one. Because if you don't, I guarantee you two steps later, your quarterback will be tattooed. Yep. And I got to give credit to Maddox Reed, big 42, yep. the uh, defensive end for the Summit Spartans right there. He's the one that put pressure on that quarterback and made him force that ball. But again, oops, Destin Wade was there covering him. So, I mean, the Summit Spartans are really, they have really, really good players. Outside of the Wades, they still have solid, solid players on both sides of the ball. I mean, this is going to be a hard team, not only for Oak Ridge to beat tonight, but for teams to beat in the future because a lot of these kids are coming back. That's right. 131 left until halftime. Let me set the stage for you again. If you're just tuning in, 101.7 FM. We're live at Tucker Stadium. This is the big game. This is the big enchilada. 21-0 is the score. You didn't so ask me what I would do here. I'd run a trick play. And he's going to run the <laughs> trick play because Oak Ridge needs six yards to get on the scoreboard. Summit leads 21-zip. Five wide receivers, and Coleman goes, whoa, whoa, wait a second. I, I haven't seen this on... Yeah, on footage yet. Yep. Empty but, backfield. But, hey, you know what? Let's think about it like Coleman's going to do. 131 left until halftime. 21 to zips the score. You are listening to Summit Spartans football on TriStar Sports Radio. Welcome back in. If you're just tuning in, 21 to 0 is the score. Summit leads in the state championship, but Oak Ridge on the six-yard line. It's fourth down, and you're going to have to score a touchdown. Five wide receivers, so Coach Melton's trotting off his defense, and we got another whistle, and I don't know how this could be against the defense. That's a flag. Unless they, they're, Oak Ridge is clapping. What is going on here? And as you're, if you, we're going to get the call. Wow, dude. Again, this changes everything. So now it's half the distance. And you're to the three. Encroachment. Okay. Well, now it's fourth and three. Mind you, there was there was no motion. There was no nothing. They said he lined up in the neutral zone. Interesting. They've called a personal foul on Wade, maybe two encroachment, and 131, and here we finally go with five wide receivers. It's been about five minutes. Got all day to the back of the end zone, and it's a touchdown to the left pylon. Yeah, right there, you know, Melton ran kind of like a five-across defense. It was the right call. And somehow between the cross patterns between the slot receiver and the outside receiver, one of those guys just got open in the back corner, and he was wide open. Nobody was on there, uh, on him there. Cotton got there a little bit late, but again, uh, 
There you go. Oak Ridge got a lot of help on that one, and they walked away with six points. I got to say this. Third and seven on their own 43. It was a personal foul against Summit. A wobbly ball to the outside, and they score the touchdown. It's a big 63. Rodriguez kicks it through, and 126 now. Your coach Coleman, you got a 14-point lead. You know you're not getting the ball at halftime, unless you're onside it. But we've seen that happen with Nick Saban once. But with that being said, I think you just take the governor off and you let Wade go. Yeah, and I would also put Destin Wade in at running back. Uh, I mean, sorry, uh, Keaton Wade in at running back because uh, we haven't seen him at running back. Uh, Coleman said we would see him tonight on offense. We haven't seen him yet. And here's going to be the other interesting thing. I mean, hands down, you're in two-minute offense. You have the, the potency and the players to score here. But like Coleman told us, he doesn't have Wade manage the clock. He manages it from the sidelines based on his play calling. So Coleman should have three or four plays on deck that he's ready to run because, again, their quarterback, Wade, has nothing to do with clock management, which is interesting. Just as we thought this game might be over or getting close to it, it is now flipped. 21-7. There's some life in Oak Ridge. I can tell you that. I can look across the stadium and see the fans and the bottom cheerleading section now up on their feet. Everyone was sitting down in shock, disarray, whatever word you want to use. But now... They're back in business Again, for a minute. It's the momentum shift that we talked about. I mean, if they can stop Summit here, that's double momentum. That's a halftime speech a high school football coach can give with confidence and with enthusiasm. Hey, we started out a little bit slow. We might have been a little overwhelmed by the environment, but here we are. We're back in it. But, again, this is going to be a big drive for Summit. Switzer at the 14 goes right to left. Switzer going to hit reverse, and, whoa, he's almost body slammed, but they kept him up. And hit late, and <laughs> no, no <call>. flag. <laughs> of course so not. it's going to be Summit inside the 20. All right, so we'll see here if uh, Keaton Wade's going to be on the field. And... He won't be. I just don't think I would do it until the second half. That way you don't even know it's coming. Kind of like Rocky and uh, when he uh, didn't go southpaw, didn't go back to southpaw until the 15th round. Is that what you're saying? That's right. 118. <laughs> the offense has to feel pretty good. Four possessions, three touchdowns. Last drive, seven plays, 61 yards. I don't have the time that they did it in, but I do know they went 61 yards. And they're going to run the ball, and it's out of bounds, and King goes backwards for three. Yeah, they ran the counter play to the left with King, and um, nobody home. And that's going to send them backwards. By uh, two and a half yards. Here's the other thing, man. You know, you're, you're milking time off the clock. Your quarterback has not thrown an incomplete pass tonight. He's the best quarterback in Tennessee, arguably. Throw the ball. Mm. Yeah. I don't get it. They're going to say a loss of three on the play. One thirteen left until halftime. It's 21-7. to We'll see if Wade's going to throw or Wade's going to run. And... They're going to hand it off to Brady Pierce on a sweep. He goes back for four, so now it's it's almost like Coach Coleman is saying, let's go to halftime. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. I don't get it. Um, there's no other way around it. I, I, 
I can't commentate to cover up a uh, slight frustration. I don't understand. You're running the fly sweep. Uh, you're running the clock out. Coleman has no interest in scoring before halftime. No. At all. And we'll see if they get the first down with 13 on the play clock. It's about a 17-second seven, differential. So we'll see what Summit's going to do. And hands it off to the left. And Pierce bangs his way. That's King to the 24. And a timeout by Oak Ridge. There you go. Here's what I don't understand. So now all of a sudden, you know, fourth down. Oak Ridge is getting the ball back in the second quarter. You second never ha second half. Right, but right yeah, now they're going to get the ball oh, yeah, back. Yeah, no doubt. That should never, ever, ever happen. It should never happen. Worst case scenario. I, I, I just it, it, it frustrates me because you look at you know I always look at it from a from an analytical standpoint and critical a lot of times from a football coach standpoint. You have these players that can make these plays and you got to put them in the position to do that, especially with how well the defense is playing and, and how well Melton's been doing with this defense. And you, you know, it kind of feels like you got the referees against you a little bit. You're perfect throwing the ball tonight with Destin Wade. You don't throw the football. And now you're giving the ball back to a team that has taken momentum away from you. I don't like so it. So why do you think he did it? I have no idea. I've been wrong. I really don't. Okay. And, I, and, I mean, I'm not saying this in an arrogant way. Like, I know football. I've been around football a long time. I don't understand this. And I, I there's a lot of things I haven't understood this year. And I'm, I'm learning. No. I'm learning by moving here. So uh, I don't get it. And now you got a punt. I mean, anything could happen here, Apple. You can get a block punt. You can get a return. No, don't jinx it. I'm not jinx I'm just saying anything could happen. This should not be the position Summit's in right now. So the punt is away by Brady Pierce, and it will bounce and tick to tick to tick to let it tick, let it tick, let it tick in seven seconds about at midfield. And what do you do if you're Oak Ridge? Is it the, is it the HM word or the H word? Um, do they have a timeout left? Does Oak Ridge have a timeout left? They do, right? So here's what I would do. I would line up trips to the left and my best receiver out to the right. If they're going to run single coverage on that receiver, I'm going to call a timeout, and then I'm going to run the same offense again, and I'm going to take a shot with that big receiver. I can tell you this. Oak Ridge is going to be giddy to go into halftime only having uh, there's your first three possessions. You didn't even have a first down. Yeah. This you is... scored on one possession, you're down two touchdowns. Now, do, do I think Oak Ridge will win the football game? No. I think it would be a miracle still. But you're putting them in a position now where they have momentum. And here we go. Oh, and Trey Hunter nails Jackson, but Jackson gets away, and that's going to do it. So, and we, No, we can't end on a oh defense, and we got a late flag. Hold that's everything, gonna... so do not take the commercial break or walk away just yet. A defensive penalty, you cannot end the half. See, again, <laughs> anything can happen. We never thought it would be a late personal foul. But, again, if they give Oak Ridge another one of these 20-yard penalties, now they got a chance to score. Okay, so it's on It's on Oak Ridge, which is good. Penalty, uh, half's going to be over. And now Oak Ridge in a position to give a good halftime speech and build some momentum. Well, that's going to do it. We promised you stats. 
in coverage at halftime, we're going to give it to you. But right now, we're going to tell you the score is 21 to 7 in the 5A state championship. We're going to return in a couple of minutes. We're going to toss it back to JP and the boys. You are listening to Summit Spartans Football and TriStar Sports Radio Network. Cookville and the Summit Spartans are leading Oak Ridge. Your score, 21 to 7. Welcome back to Tucker Stadium on the campus of Tennessee Tech University. JP Plant here up in the up in the booth, and we'll have some first half analysis coming up in just a moment, and some stats as well as we'll take you down to Chris Yao and Justin Lamb. But first want to let you hear some of the first half highlights a lot of stuff happening in that first quarter not as much in the second quarter but here's how it sounded in the first half on TriStar Sports Radio as we are underway here at Tennessee Tech you can feel it in the air Epley 41 yard line of Oak Ridge Destin Wade will look left he's got all day he's going deep he's got coverage and it's a flag on the play but Brady Bruce caught another one at the three you need two yards Summit fans to take the lead at the Blue Cross Bowl Destin Wade Destin Wade Destin Wade scores the snap they're going to bring Keaton back in coverage pressure outside Caleb Jolly makes a big hit again at two unbelievable the human spark plug, Caleb Jolly. This guy makes me want to go from announcing football to WWE. Wade's going to keep it. Wade fakes one, eludes two. Wade <laughs> goes through three. Wade's down for four. Wade is ridden out of bounds at the 12. That is just clowning right there. I don't know if you saw that or not, Epley. Wade's going to throw it across Wide the open. middle. Touchdown! Touchdown, Summit. Get Thank up you. off your couch and cheer because Summit now leads 13-0. And who caught it? Number 13, Brady Pierce. So that was how it sounded in the first quarter as the Summit Spartans dominated that quarter, leading 14 to nothing. And we head to the second quarter. Oak Ridge tried to bounce back. Wade in the gun. King off the right hip. Wade's going to roll white. Wade cuts back in. Wade's got it. And Wade... <laughs> catapults his team to a 20 to nothing lead here at Tucker Stadium. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. They've called a personal foul on Wade, maybe two encroachment and 131 and here we finally go with five wide receivers. It's been about five minutes. Got all day to the back of the end zone and it's a touchdown to the left pylon. All right, so Oak Ridge gets a score there late, and your score at the half, 21-7 to with more on the first half and some stats. We take you down, field side, Chris Yao and Justin Lamb. Guys, uh, your thoughts on that first half, 21-7, Summit on top. Thanks, JP. Yeah, it, it, you know, a, a really good first half by this Summit defense. Uh, Justin, you... Um, you, you keep stats and, and you you kind of keep up with this. You you have a, a better idea of how good this defense has been. I mean, the defense has been tremendous all year. I mean, 
especially been defense, uh, against the run. I mean, that, you know, again, tonight, look here, 11 yards rushing for Oak Ridge. They got 60 yards of total offense. You know, that, that drive, the scoring drive was aided, of course, of the roughing the passer penalty there on Keaton that allowed that drive to stay alive on a critical third down. And then, of course, you know, you and I saw it. You probably saw it at home on television. The missed fumble there on the one-yard line, clearly recovered by some But The side judge threw his bag down. For whatever reason, it was ruled down. Uh, and then they take advantage of it. Uh, DB falls down on that touchdown pass. And then... 21 to 7, but all in all, a really good half. You know, the 264 yards of offense for Summit, uh, 161 yards rushing, 103 yards passing, and the whole Oak Ridge is a 60. I mean, the key for Summit right now is to come out this first drive of the second half. I think if you can hold Oak Ridge, get up 21 again, I, I think you can start relaxing and thinking about bringing the goal ball home. Justin, as you talk about this offense, it feels like uh, Coach Brian Coleman has decided that. He's going to spread the ball out a little bit more, not force Destin to take too many of these uh, of, of these runs up the middle and take too many shots. I mean, he still leads. I mean, he's still got ten carries for eighty-three yards. I mean, Brandon King has ten carries as well for fifty-one yards. I think the key, the, what they've been able to do, they've been able to have selective good passes downfield to keep drives alive. I mean, you saw it again tonight, man. Caleb Jolly, he's so electric when he catches the ball. Had that big run for fourteen yards. Brandon King had a huge couple of receptions. And, of course, what can you say about Brady Pierce? My goodness. <laughs> the touchdown pass in the end zone, the unbelievable catch at the three-yard line. I mean, the one that was called but taking it back on the penalty as well or he you know, would have had two touchdowns receiving. So, I mean, all in all, I think you got to be pretty pleased with the way Summit played in the first half. Obviously, you don't want to give up that score right before halftime. But, I mean, there, nothing gives you an indication that Oak Ridge is going to be able to move the ball successfully in the second half after they really that only drive they had was the one they ate about the penalty. Uh, is Brady Pierce the first-half MVP of this game? I think he has to be. I mean, <laughs> and not only that, you know, the, not only the two good catches, but think about how important how much pressure was on that punt there at the end of the half. You know, bad snap. Then we were looking at 21-14. And since he gets a good punt off, you know, not being able to do anything, stall out, speed the yard line to get one play. So, you know, he, he does all the little things, and he does he does some big things too. Had a, had a couple of big stops on defense as well, coming from that strong safety position where he yep. you know, put a put a lick on some <laughs> on some runners. So, really good job in the first half by Summit. I, sometimes you you get frustrated, and I'm sure the uh, coach Brian Coleman is very frustrated with the penalties. How, how many penalties are have there been, and what what is Summit's penalty total right now? Right now, they have nine penalties for 80 yards. Jesus, is, I mean, obviously that's unacceptable <laughs> in the first half. <laughs> You know, a lot of it was... That's unacceptable for two games. <laughs> but, I mean, really, for the most part, it's hard, hardly any of the penalties were things you complained about. There was one, you know, I think they called a hold on Richardson that I thought was questionable. I was I curious mean, about it, the pick. It, it was like... The offensive pass interference. Yeah, that was offensive pass interference. Okay. So what happened was, on the pass play, Brandon King engaged with the DB maybe a half a second before the pass was thrown. I mean, he... It was gotcha. close. It was bang, bang. I think he thought the pass was going to be thrown earlier than it was, but he did engage with the, gotcha. with the DB. So it was a good call. So uh, that being said, up 21-7, despite all these penalties, you, you have to be happy because you have to expect that coming out of halftime, you're going to clean those things up. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, for all the things that happened negatively there at the end there, you still got to be pleased being up 21-7. I think the offense has shown – they're going to be hard to slow down. And then defensively, I thought they started getting a little more pressure. You know, it didn't really pay off because they did score. But I thought both Trey Hunter and Keaton Wade were starting to get a little more pressure on the quarterback. And this is going to make it that much more difficult for them 
to throw the ball because they're obviously struggling running the ball. And being down two scores, you're going to have to probably try to throw the ball a little bit more in the second half. There you have it. Justin Lamb here with me. We're going to send it back up to J.P. Plant in the booth. Uh, Again, it's 21-7 Summit here. All right. Thank you very much, Chris. And, Justin, you have back up here uh, in the press box at Tucker Stadium uh, with Matt Rogers, Mike Ebley, and their their thoughts on the first half, some stats as well. Uh, Again, 21-7, your score. What stands out to you guys? Yeah, first to me is uh, Justin Lamb talked about this. Number one is the penalties. Uh, Literally, think about this. I have this statistics here uh, in the press box. Nine penalties for 74 yards. Total offense for Oak Ridge 61. Let me repeat. 74 penalty yards for Summit. 61 total yards for Oak Ridge. If you got, if you're Coach Coleman, I think you're a little bit uneasy. I do. Because I, I, I think one, Justin mentioned this too, one drive and you're back in it. Literally, you're back in it, and it starts the second half. But Matt's analysis goes more goes deeper than that. But I will tell you, like I normally do, about possessions. Five possessions, three touchdowns. One was kind of conceded, maybe the word, at the end. So I'm going to take a three of four to 75% clip for Oak Ridge. First three possessions, zero first downs. And then they get a bunch of penalties against Summit and get in and takes them almost years to score a touchdown from the five-yard line. Matt, your thoughts on it as well. Yeah, I'm just going to piggyback off what you said with the penalties. I mean, this playoff run, Summit has been averaging five penalties a game. Somehow, some way, in the first half, they have nine penalties. Very unlike them. You can take that however you want it and and decipher and make a decision for yourself, but those are just the facts. The other thing that stands out to me is Destin Wade is a perfect 6-for-6 for 103 yards and a touchdown. He has just been on the rise in the passing game. The receivers have never looked better. Uh, I really want to see more of the passing game. He's got 10 10 rushes for 90 yards, and, um, you know, it's – Wade is right on track for his signature 400-yard game and a victory. We always say they're about 250 rushing, and we need 30 points. Mm, we're pretty close to 21. But you, you want to mention that we do have Ryan Crane out kicking uh, during halftime. I'm proud of us. I feel, I, you know, I feel we've like. We've talked about it. We've talked about it. We, we've spoken into the air, and we're finally seeing it. No, it's good. To Ryan, somebody important about yeah. this. And you mentioned this earlier on in the season, Epley, that, you know, if you had to give someone like a most improved player, it, it would be Crane. I mean, from the way he started out those first couple games, the way he's ended, he's done a phenomenal job, and he's done a really good job kicking tonight. He's perfect uh, with his foot. But it's good to see him out practicing. I mean, you know, we always say you got one job. So do it to the extent, and now he's finally, you know, out here practicing, kicking, getting warm. Because again, you never know how you what you're going to need at the end of this game. If it comes down to a field goal, you want to say you did everything you could to make it happen. What is your speech for Coach Coleman up two touchdowns with two quarters left to win the state? Your first ever state championship. Okay, well, first of all, as an announcer, I've been pretty critical of the referees. You ain't going to see me do that as a coach. I'm never going to project that onto my players. I'm never going to say, these refs are getting blah, blah, blah. You don't want that in your players' minds. So what I'm going to say, if I'm Coleman, I'm putting it on the players. 
Your penalties are keeping these guys in the game. I'm making my team own that, saying cut the penalties, do what we've been doing. I'm edifying both sides of the ball. Defense, you're doing a phenomenal job. Offensive line, you're doing a phenomenal job. Quarterback, receivers, king at running back, you're all doing a phenomenal job. We are exactly where we want to be. Don't make the mistakes, and in about 35 minutes, we're going to be walking home with a golden football. I just think it's really hard to get away from Wade doing everything. To bring home a trophy when there's no more games in the, in the waiting, I, I just think it's really tough to not to go away from Destin Wade either running or throwing the football. It has, but Brandon King has done a, a nice one-two combo tonight, having the most rushing yards in a first half that he's had all season with 57. So both Wade and King each have 10 rushing attempts. Wade's got 90 yards. King's just behind him with 57 yards. That's huge because we have not seen anyone else besides Destin Wade be effective running the football. And tonight we see King doing that. He's on target for a 100-yard rushing game, and that's big tonight. When you look at the numbers for offensive scoring drives, 7 minutes and 57 seconds, 4 minutes and 27 seconds, 548. Shock to you about what you think of, of the offense? About what I think because of Coleman's offense. Coleman wants to milk the clock. He wants to ground and pound. He's got all of the weapons to do whatever he wants, whether it's passing or throwing. But this is Coleman's game. He told us from day one, I would like to run the ball 90% of the time and pass it 10% of the time. I don't think he took into consideration how effective and, and good his passing game was going to be this year because it really is. So um, it's it's what I expected. It's what Coleman likes to do. He wants to continue to run the football, and I assume he's going to do that in the second half. Well, it's one of those games where you have the lead now and you're not trailing maybe at the, you know, at the big show. Uh, a little bit different strategy, too, for Coach Coleman. Yeah, different strategy for Colts Coleman. And this drive for Oak Ridge is going to be a huge, huge telltale for what Coleman and the offense is going to do in the second half. If they score, I'll oh, go ahead. We're going to take it down to Coach Coleman. Chris is with Coach Coleman. Guys, I'm down with Coach Brian Coleman. Coach, right now, how big is it for you to get a stop on this first drive? It's big. We got to, we got to stop their momentum. We got to clean these penalties up. If, right now, we're killing ourselves. Uh, we clean that up. I think we're going to be all right. What was the message to you in the locker room about those penalties? How do you clean that up? Just to play football and just clean it up. I mean, we're doing stuff oh, and characteristic. I mean, you're they're lining up offsides. We're just just clean it up. That's Thanks, Coach. All righty then. Thanks, Chris, from down on the sideline with Coach Brian Coleman. You can tell the frustration there, Coach Coleman. Penalties. He says we're teams lining up offsides. We're going to take a 30-second commercial break. When we come back, the start of the second half, it's 21 to 7's the score. Summit leads Oak Ridge. You are listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. Twenty-four minutes left. Second half about to get underway. Spartans leading twenty-one to seven. A gold football on the line with the second half call once again. Matt Rogers and Mike Epley. Speaking of golden football, we're at the Golden Eagle Stadium, Tennessee Tech, Cookville, Tennessee. Twenty-one seven. We got two quarters left to decide. Who's going to be the 5A state champion? 
Will it be the team from Middle Tennessee, Summit, or will it be the team from East Tennessee, Oak Ridge? We've made our way through this crazy year of 2020, and we're going to crown a champion. But, Matt, what will Summit need to do to become victorious? Just like, I mean, again, I'd love to give you some kind of elaborate, sexy answer, but just like Coach Coleman said, eliminate the mistakes. We have not seen anybody stop the offense, and we sure as heck haven't seen Melton and the defense be outcoached or outplayed. I think Summit is right on track. They seem fired up, and that's what they got to do. They got to play their game, they got to eliminate the mistakes, and they will come out of here victorious. So, uh, another question you might ask yourself, will we see Keaton Wade on offense? The report to us was, yeah, we'll see. If that's the second quarter, or the, should I say the second half, Keaton Wade. But, it's gonna be, it's gonna, I was just saying, this is going to be a big, big drive for Oak Ridge. If they don't, if they don't score at least three here, um, it's, it's momentum is taken away, and you could, uh, you know, maybe start polishing that thing. I know it might be a little bit early, but uh, it's a big drive for Oak Ridge. If they score, different ball game. I'll say that right now. If Oak Ridge scores right here, I'm leaning forward a little bit. My uh, voice is going to go up a couple notches, and, you know, we're, we're in a football game. Well, five playoff appearances for, for Summit, 39 playoff appearances for Oak Ridge. The Oak Ridge boys. 108 played. Games played for Oak Ridge. 14 for Summit. And falling down as he tried to hit the nitrous button. And he's going to go <laughs> down at the 7. That's a whoopsie-daisy right there. Yeah, that's a little uh, pregame rain coming in. <laughs> I like that. Hit the nitrous button. That's what he tried to do. Right when he tried to burst out at speed, he slipped. And uh, <laughs> that's not the way Oak Ridge wanted to start out. Here, let's see how this D-line responds. Yeah, that was Jalen Hayward who couldn't get going. Mark him on the eight. Usually Oak Ridge has some really good field position. Not on this drive. So if you're just tuning in on 101.7, TriStarSportsRadio.com, we appreciate it. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers, we're at the Blue Cross Bowl. Starting the third quarter, 21-7 is the score. A late draw, and it's going to be tackled, but Jackson is going to bang his way out to about the nine, a gain of one, and on the bottom is Keaton Wade. That's big for the defense because of the play, or because of the formation that Melton is calling. He's putting four D linemen down, and he only has two middle linebackers, so typically we'd see a 4-3 to stop the run, but he's only running a 4-2 because he's bringing those safeties back, and Melton is throwing that nickel package out to respect the passing game. So if they're not able to run against a 4-2 defense, uh, again, it's going to be tough for Oak Ridge. With four wide receivers, Melton elects to bring in quarterback Destin Wade on defense. And with the start of the third quarter, 50 seconds in, as Jackson will run up the middle, Gavin Wells will tackle him. He's two yards short. So now here's a big play for Oak Ridge. Yeah, big play for Oak Ridge, and they're staying to the ground, and that is the right call against this defense. Those linebackers are spread out wide. Wade is out wide. Jolly is out wide. And you got that nickel package, which basically means you have about four defensive backs back there. So you want to run against that, and that time it was a gain of seven. Yeah, you need about two and a half from the 15-yard line. 
And we're going to wait to see what Givens would do with four wide receivers. Two off the left, two off the right. Pistol formation, two linebackers, the nickel defense for Summit. Pressure, and that same play literally scored on the, the last drive. And the way they moved the ball down, and it's a first down reception about three yards past the marker by number 22, Turner. Yeah, same defensive uh, formation. I would have liked to see... Uh, I would have liked to see Canada Wirtz a little bit tighter on that defensive back. He was playing about 10 yards off of him, and that was just a little three, four-yard hitch that that uh, receiver was able to catch, and that's why they got the first down. Ten minutes, third quarter. Summit leads 21-7. Ball on the 22-yard line of Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge with the possession. Three-down lineman now for Melton in his defense. Going to look left. Gibbons going to try to throw it against Brady Pierce. Brady Pierce almost gets it. He almost got it. The interception, but it's incomplete. Yeah, like I see, Melton is uh, switching some things around. You nailed it. Three-man front that time. He went with the 3-4 formation, and he's got Wade and Jolly on the outside. That time, Brady Pierce was eyeballing that receiver the whole time, and so was the quarterback. Mitchell Gibbons was staring down his receiver the whole time. He's lucky that didn't get picked off by Pierce. Trips right, but Gibbons have thrown left all night. Will he do it to the single coverage? And it looks like Brady Pierce will have to hold his own on the outside. No, it's Wirtz. Wirtz is over there. Pierce has kind of rolled to his side. Pistol formation, 9.52, third quarter. Second down, 10. We'll hand it off up the middle. No fakes it. Across the middle. And a big lick, but it's completed. And a big catch by Hayward up to the 45-yard line. And we got a flag. We got a flag at the line of scrimmage. So what's it going to be? It's uh, on the side of, uh, it looks like either Hunter or Wade. I'm, I'm guessing that they held one of, those, uh, one of those two guys right there. And this might be coming back. And an eligible downfield. And Coach Coleman said, <laughs> He is clapping, and we could hear him up in the press box clapping. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was their biggest offensive play of the night for Oak Ridge, and he gets called back. And they had that wide-out receiver run that deep post, and uh, he was he was open. Melton's defense has given him a lot of cushion, so we'll see if they tighten that up here moving forward. Once again, an, el- an eligible receiver. That's a five-yard penalty. As you hear the official. So now it's second down and 15, but as Matt mentioned, that was about a 20-yard post pattern up the middle. So Oak Ridge will have to figure out a way to get another first down. And is he going to look left like he's done all night? Gibbons got two wide receivers on both sides. Three linemen, Melton's going to stick with. Gibbons pumps. Gibbons pressure. Brimmeyer is over him, but he gains a yard. A yard, so it's third down and about 14. I mean, I cannot say it enough here of Melton's defense just being in the, the perfect coverage against this offense. Oak Ridge does not have a receiver open. The one red flag, if you will, is that we have man coverage on the backside with Canada Wirtz. It was not so successful for the defense last week. But again, tonight, Canada for the most part, is doing a good job. On that play side, I mean, there's not a white jersey that doesn't have at least one or two blue, blue jerseys covering it. 
Third and 13 on the 19. Four wide receivers. Going to throw one deep. Across the middle. Overshot his man. Nice coverage down the field by Wirtz, and it will be a punt. So the uh, coaching staff and the offensive coordinator for Oak Ridge saw that, exactly what we talked about. Single coverage on that backside with Wirtz. I'm sure, Epley, that they saw Odom's last week uh, have a really good game against Wirtz, so they tried to take a shot there, but again, in Canada's defense, he was right on him, and that was great defense by this him. This is not a shot to Oak Ridge. They don't have Odom's out there. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's be frank about that. 841, third quarter, 21-7. Wow. Going to do the rugby style, end over end, get away from it. That's and Cotton clears. Is this going to come close and die down at the 47 of Oak Ridge? So this could very well be the nail in the coffin. I know it's early in the third quarter, but there is no sign of Summit's offense being stopped. Defense is playing next to a perfect game, and here we go. Are we about to go back up by three touchdowns? Maybe. Well, one answer is John Dippold will be at running back behind Destin Wade as trips go to the right and King solo on the left. Off the left hash, 47-yard line, 8.30, third quarter. Summit leads 14. Wade will keep it. Wade trying to get by the defensive lineman, get up into the linebackers, and will gain three. Nice tackle by number 38, Bourbon. Yeah, and their best defensive line is number 55, Jackson Adams. He came out pregame as the team captain wearing number 10, and Coleman knew that was going to happen. That guy used to play backer. They moved him down to defensive end, so he had to change his number. But uh, he's the one who made the tackle. First time we've called his name tonight. I thought we were going to see him a lot more. Four wide receivers, Destin Wade, second down and seven on the 44 of Oak Ridge, up by two touchdowns. He'll hand it to Dippold, and a Dippold cut back in. It was wide open. He decides to try to run over the guy, and he gains a yard. Yeah, they ran right into that blitz play. And like we were talking about earlier in the game, it, it hasn't been a factor against this offense, but the, the big story for the defense of Oak Ridge is that aggressive, uh, aggressive come-at-you defense. They did it that time. They bring that backside safety down on the D-line. It's really weird and unorthodox. I've never seen it to bring pressure, but it worked that time. Summit trailed against Henry County, trailed against Beach. Right now, they've had full control of this game. Destin Wade's going to go in the shotgun and bring Pierce across, and he's going to fumble. The ball's on the ground, and it's picked up by Oak Ridge at the 50-yard line. And a big turnover as Oak Ridge will have it in midfield. Yeah, fly sweep for Summit Spartans miscommunication. We've seen Brady Pierce run that play. For whatever reason, it was Switzer on that time. And Epley, he just looked confused. I don't think he thought he was getting the ball, but Wade went to give it to him, and it was pure miscommunication. And now, again, you're keeping him around when you don't need him because of the mistakes. 7:04 third quarter, and that's a turnover. And nice field position for Oak Ridge. 21 to 7 is the score. We said 30 was the number, and it could be the number to get over 30 to win the game. Oak Ridge will throw across the middle, and Destin Wade in coverage 
incomplete to Jonathan Stewart, the senior. Yeah, that was a great pressure there by the linebacker, number 34 for your Spartans. He was in his face. That's Jacob Turner. Right behind him was Keaton Wade. They put pressure on him because that quarterback, uh, Mitchell Gibbons, he had a wide-open receiver right in the middle, Jalen Hayward, and that was just a miscommunication because he had that pressure in his face. Summit may have dodged a little bullet there with that pressure. 6.58, third quarter, 21-7's the score. Summit leads by 14, led the entire way. Pistol formation, two wide receivers to the left, two to the right. And we'll hand off to Jackson. Jackson's got a crease. Jackson up to the secondary and will gain 12. Yeah, they wisened up a little bit there and went back to the run because, again, against this defense, that's what you should be doing. You should be running the football. When you look at the defensive coverage, Oak Ridge is completely outmanned because of the uh, nickel package that Melton is running with only four down linemen, one or two linebackers in the middle. They should continue to go to the run game and make Melton do something different. Four wide receivers, a little up-tempo offense. Oak Ridge still 20 on the play clock and will go. And they're going to run that tunnel screen, and it's almost intercepted by Keaton Wade as it ricochets off number 13, Hayward. We're going to take a pause for a station identification. You're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. And welcome back to the action. 634 left in the third quarter. 21 to 7, an incomplete pass here, Matt. Second and 10. Yeah, that was that was actually a good play call right there by Gaddis. But if you're Joseph Gaddis, the head coach of Oak Ridge, the last person you want to see there stopping that screen is Keaton Wade, and uh, that's why that thing was broken down, man. He's going to stay with four wide receivers to Jackson, and Maddox Reed rides him. He gets some buddies to come help him out. Brady Pierce comes in, but not for a gain of seven and a half. Yeah, Kendall Jackson. Jackson's no slouch. Again, this kid is six foot even, 195 pounds. That was at the beginning of the year. He might be even bigger now, but he looks like one of the bigger kids out there at running back, and that's a huge gain of eight right there. I would go back to him right here if I'm Oak Ridge. And third and two. I'm treating this like four down territory if I'm the Wildcats. 18 seconds on the play clock, six minutes on the game clock in the third quarter. Summit leads by 14 in the state championship at the Blue Cross Bowl here. And, oh, wow. Hunter nails the – and yeah. we got a flag on the play as Hunter nails the back, and it looked like an incomplete pass. He was thrown forward. He picked it up off the hop. But we got a flag on the play on the far side. No way that could be a complete pass. I, I didn't even – that happened so fast for me. I don't know if, if he faked it and then threw he it. He did. He faked it and one-hopped it out to the receiver. Yeah, that was that was awesome for Oak Ridge because I mean they they lost me there. The first down. We have a sideline warning. Eastridge, Oak Ridge. So Oak Ridge gets a sideline warning, but I'm assuming, well, uh, the, the play's going to stay complete. So another first down for Oak Ridge. Yeah, this is dangerous, Epley. I mean, dangerous in terms of you're keeping them around in this game when you should be blowing them out. You yeah, have every opportunity. I don't know about that. I don't know about the blowout here. I mean, it's, you've had every opportunity, and now they might make this a one-score game. 5-27, going to throw it again underneath and incomplete. Yep. Um, they're going back to the pass game, and uh, – 
Melton's sticking to what he should be with this defense. I mean, he shut him down. It's working. And I would assume, since it's only second down, that uh, Gaddis is going to go back to uh, Kendall Jackson for the run right here. I, I know that I definitely would because it's, it's one of the highlights for the Oak Ridge offense. Well, here's the play chart. If you want to guess his play calling, incomplete Jackson, incomplete Jackson, pass. Incomplete, I bet it's Jackson. <laughs> I, it's the trend on this drive for sure. 523 third quarter. And no, we'll throw. Pressure, Keaton Wade's back there. And also Trey Hunter, and he's got to get rid of it just a little bit too early, and it's incomplete. Yeah, the uh, Spartan secondary is really doing a phenomenal job tonight. Melton was ready. Coleman told us on the call they want to pass the ball. They'll go to the run, but their primary thing is pass, and uh, Melton and the Spartans have taken that away from them. There's been a couple sparks. They'd get a first down and a completion. Uh, but overall, this lockdown defense has really beckoned the call tonight for the state title. So they're going to spread Jolly out on a receiver, and Keaton Wade's going to come off the left as the other linebacker. Three down lineman, shotgun formation. And Trey Hunter makes the play in the backfield for a loss of three. Who's there when you always need him for a big play? Trey Hunter, number four, the big dog. Couldn't come up with a bigger sack at a better time. And now this is going to put Oak Ridge in a position they do not want to be. You can't kick a field goal because it's, I mean, it could help you, but you're looking at a 40, 43-yarder. You don't want to do that. It's making them go for it. Fourth and 13. You got to pass here against the defense you haven't really been able to pass on. Awesome job, Trey Hunter. Trips to the right, and Summit will bring the pressure with 434 left in the third. And here we go. The pressure can't get to him across the middle. Oh, and it went through the fingertips as Destin Wade collides with his buddy, Bird, and it goes incomplete but could have been caught. Yeah, they dodged a bullet there, and that's just because Wade is so big and Jolly's so big. Yeah, big number one, big number two out there. That's Jolly and that's Wade, both well over six foot. And that receiver, I believe it was number 22, Preston Turner, he's only 5'11", and you're going against a couple dudes who are 6'4". He just couldn't see the ball when they both jumped. Yeah, it was a collision, like I mentioned, with Aiden Bird and Destin Wade. And 425 left in the third. We have a media timeout, and we're going to take one as well. 21-7's the score at the Blue Cross Bowl 2020. You are listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. Welcome back in. Four minutes and 25 seconds in the third. 21 Summit, 7 Oak Ridge. And Destin Wade will walk out there for the second time in the second half. The first one did not end that well. A three and out on a fumble. As miscommunication with his buddy Brady Pierce. Now we're waiting the TV to come back to the game. And Matt, we right here, it, it, Oak Ridge is going to have to step up. Yeah, they definitely have to step up. This is uh, kind of like their last hope to make something positive happen. They need a turnover or a quick stop 
uh, to have some life to stay in this game. And uh, But I can guarantee you Summit's going to do everything they can to not let that happen because they started out so dominant in the first quarter, and it just has kind of been eh for the last three or four drives. So this is the one that we really want to see something happen. There comes that backside safety again. And it's going to be a screen pass to Jolly, the big man, six foot four, 200 pounds, and he's going to break away from two people. That's the number he wears, and he gets seven yards. Yep, and I love to see him going back to the pass game here again. Destin Wade still has not thrown an incomplete pass. And, um, you know, it, all cylinders are working for the pass game. So, you know, I know you like to run the ball 90% of the time, but uh, don't walk away from what's working. We got a penalty. Against, oh uh, I think it's against Summit. That's another That's third one. That's the third illegal shift called. And I don't, when it gets that much, and I haven't seen it all year, it's either the officials are calling it. Or I, I'm not sure what, what we have here. Uh, I, you can't really put it on the officials. I mean, that, I mean, I would, and obviously in the beginning of this game, I kind of felt that. And But when you're, those are, those are summit mistakes, and, yeah. and they got to stop that. I mean, that's bad. Well, it's, it's a five-yard penalty. Negates a seven-yard catch. So, literally, it's. 12-yard penalty, and Dipple just runs into the lineman and goes down for negative two. Yep, they went back to that counterplay to the right, and um, is that another penalty or a uh, timeout? Ten penalties for 79 yards. Okay. I think, well, on, on, on one, it's got us higher than that. Um, it half, yeah, 79, yeah, that, that'd be right. And, I mean, that, that's a those are big penalties because not just the yards, but they're killing drives. They're taking touchdowns off of the board. I mean, they're very oh, costly. We have a chop block against Oak Ridge. And the, the, the fans are getting restless. You can hear both sides kind of like let the guys play the game. We got a huge penalty, and we're going to – we're going to go back down to the field and get the exact call so you guys can hear this. But I, if this is a chop block, this is first step. As they're still discussing it, with 407, <laughs> we're going to stay here because it looks like they're going to break the huddle. And we'll give you the call as soon as they're going to make And we're going to go down the field. Well, we were. That's definitely on Oak Ridge, and we're moving it's a up chop the field. Block. And we're. He's got to get the call again, and here it is. During the play, we have a block below the waist. Defense, number seven, 15-yard penalty, into the run, replay, second down. So that's Jaden Elam, this uh, defensive end, six-foot, 195 senior. Wow. We have seen a lot of laundry on the field tonight, have we not? Oh, yeah. No doubt. That's a 15-yard penalty. Now you're looking at first and two. <laughs> so, basically, you lose 13, you get 15. <laughs> You'll take it. Do the math. So, you need about two and a half yards on the first down, 358. The clock's rolling. Wade's going to fire, and it's deflected at the line of scrimmage and knocked down. Nice play there by Oak Ridge. Yeah, not to be too critical, but he's lucky that got knocked down because he was throwing a quick out to uh, double coverage right there. That could have been a disaster for the Summit passing game, and that's going to be his first incomplete of the night. So here we are, second and short. I'm 
I wonder if he's going to take another shot. I mean, in situations like these, especially with single coverage against Jolly, I would love I got to take two a words. shot I got field. two words for you. Run, Wade, <laughs> 353. And he's going to hand, because everybody's pursuing, Wade and Dipple gets the first down. He needed two. He got four. Yeah. And this is just, you know, again, like we talked about, Coleman wants to bleed that clock and bleed that clock. I can tell you this right now. Uh, I don't see how the defensive back, Matthew Swigert for Oak Ridge, can cover Caleb Jolly. And uh, he's had single coverage on that. I'd love to see Caleb on a deep post for a touchdown. Well, four wide receivers for Summit. Wade's going to throw it. Wade's pressured and gets it away. That's a great play by Destin Wade. I mean, they brought the house. Yep, and that was that over-aggressive defense. He was trying to roll to the right. It's kind of like a bootleg and uh, not happening there. Again, the fans for Oak Ridge are not happy. They feel like it was intentional grounding, but the referees felt he was outside of the pocket. Yeah, the tackle box there for sure. So second down and 10 on the 40 for Summit, leading 21-7, to seven, three minutes and 25 seconds left in the third. Even a field goal here, if they can get it, would be huge for Summit because they, they need this offensive momentum to come back to them. And Wade's going to be up to Wade. Wade in the shotgun. Wade's going to throw it across the middle. Pierce has got it in the middle, and he's down at the 29. Yeah, and that's Brady Pierce. Again, single coverage. They're playing off of him, and that's just a nice deep post. Wide open in the middle for a first down and then some. And again, Epley, the passing game is there. Let's take it. Let's have some fun. And now we're knock, knock, knocking on Oak Ridge Dow Wall. Come on, you don't follow really nothing? You get nothing from you? Oh, that's I gotta beautiful. I've got to think about this for a second. <laughs> 305-21-7 is the score. Switzer's going to go down to the left. Shotgun formation. Going to hand off. Dippold runs for a yard. And we've seen John Dippold run a lot more than King in the second half. And we have not seen Keaton Wade come in. He's right there behind the coaches on the sideline. Yeah, I think he's just, I mean, he's trying to keep him fresh for defense, I guess. I mean, it would be exciting to see what he can do at running back and more so like what the defense would do to see both of them on the field. I mean, how do you stop that? I don't know how you can, so it would be fun to watch. I wish we could. Trips right. We'll hand it off to Dippo. Dippo goes for another yard, and it's maybe two yards, so it'll be third and seven. You know, and ju- I mean, just because nothing, nothing against Dippo, the junior, but he's getting tackled by one guy. So if, if Keaton Wade's carrying that ball, what does that look like? I don't know. I haven't seen it this year. I saw it a lot last year. That's why I'm just saying it, it, it it would be kind of cool. It's the last game. It's for all the marbles. You know, put Superman in there on offense, and let's see what happens. Third down and seven, 25-yard line. Wade in the shotgun. Two to the right, two to the left, off the left hash mark. Going away from the Jumbotron, and we're going to run a screen, a tunnel screen. Jolly, Jolly nice upfield, and he got another oh, flag. He's going to no. score, but bring him back. Gosh, that was such a beautiful play call by Coleman. He's yelling right in. Is that Jolly? He's yelling. No, it's Switzer. Switzer had the fumble. Switzer's got the holding call. I mean, Coleman is so mad because 
It was the perfect play. Both linebackers showed blitz up the middle. The outside linebackers came, and Brian Coleman could not have called a better play, but unfortunately, it's taken another touchdown off the board because of a Summit penalty. If you would have told me Summit would have 10 penalties at the end of the third quarter, illegal shift is what they're going to call. So it actually wasn't during the play. It was the illegal shift. But you got to figure it was on. <laughs> Coach Coleman kind of alluded to that. You could see on the field. And, and obviously, I mean, you know, for you, for y'all listening right now, to, to see the frustration on Coleman, Yes, he's frustrated because it's a touchdown called back, but as a coach, he's more frustrated because he's saying, I called the perfect play, and that's what hurts even more than losing the touchdown. Third and 13 on the 31-yard line for Destin Wade. Going to run Wade, Wade up the seam. Wade almost broke it, but he gets – he needed 13, and he got about eight, maybe now this, nine. Now, this is where Crane comes in. You're on the 22-yard line. This is going to be about a 38, 39-yard field Hang on, goal. Matt. they got another flag on the play of the far side. This is crazy. We'll see the call. I mean, this is crazy. And They're that's, walking that's it against backing Summit. Them, backing them up. I have never in my life seen this. This is crazy. I just think it's. For let's see the call. Let's see the call, Matt. When when the official comes up. I just think it's impossible. I think it's impossible for someone to get this. Really... We have a legal shift. <laughs> Honestly, I think Coleman. He just doesn't see what Coleman sees on offense. That's the fifth one. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's something we're missing. It, it, this is not. This is yeah. an official think something that, that Coleman has not seen. Yeah, I, I'm at a loss. I th I'm, I'm with you. I think Coleman has been doing something all year that these refs haven't seen. And for some reason, they don't like it. But this is absolute insanity. And it's, it's really sad because of the position it keeps putting Summit in. Third and 18. Wade, <laughs> can you do something? Wade's going to throw it. Over the head, into the end zone, and incomplete. I mean, here's... I don't want to get ahead of myself. We'll see what happens on fourth down, but it's mm. just really frustrating of all the shoulda, wouldas, and couldas for the offense here for Summit that we're still stuck at 21 points when we were there at the beginning of the second quarter. I'm, I'm anxious to see with 51 seconds... That's what I would do, punt it and try to pin them deep. Hey, three illegal shifts on that one drive. Yeah, I mean, that's that's their 12th penalty. And, again, these guys have been averaging five the whole game. So it, it, it's not all Coleman's fault. It's not all Summit's fault. And it's not all the referee's fault. It's just the perfect bad storm of penalties. And that's going to back up even further with their 13th penalty. It's a delay of game, yeah, right? It is. Uh, Unless they reset the play clock, I'm not sure what the call is going to be. And Woo. you may want that. I don't know. I've seen you know. I've seen it sometimes where you take it back, where you get a little bit more yardage to kick from. We'll see. It's going to be placed at the 40 now instead of the 35. 51 seconds. 21-7's the score. This third quarter has taken a long time. Whoa, and a bullet kicked 
down the left side, and it's going to go out of bounds at the two-and-a-half-yard line. Thank you, Brady Pierce. 13 penalties for 94 yards. We'll stay here 44 seconds. Wow. Well, we thought we were going to have a juggernaut here at offense, and we've kind of went off the rail here a little bit. Yeah. I'm not saying it's all Summit, but they but think about it. Summit over overcame a lot of penalties on their first drives. Yeah, the penalties, I mean, obviously story of the night for the offense in the second half is, is these penalties on how they've hurt them. But the upshot is that is a beautiful punt right there, and that's pinning Oak Ridge back to uh, the two-yard line. This could put him in a position to make a nice defensive play. Here we go, and Jackson barely gets out of the end zone as he's grabbed by Keaton Wade, and he gets back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, so uh, Oak Ridge is doing what they need to do, going to Jackson, running the football. Here's here's why you don't want to pass, or you want to be very careful of passing here. If your offensive line gets a holding call in the end zone, that's an automatic safety. 15 seconds. And Oak Ridge does not have to snap it. 10 seconds. Will they do it? It's second and 10 on the three. And they will. Going to throw it to the up the seam, actually, on the hot pattern. And it goes to the first down marker. That's a great play to get out of your own end zone. And it was caught and by number six. Hayward. Yeah, that'll give him a little bit of uh, breathing room coming out for this huge drive. Uh, dare I say, game-deciding drive for the Oak Ridge Wildcats here as they start this fourth quarter from about the 20-yard line coming out. is going to be big for them. 21-7's the score. You are listening to Summit Spartans Football and TriStar Sports Radio Network. Summit Spartans Playoff Football. The TriStar Sports Radio Network is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Benchmark Realty, Jimmy Petty, Holland's Pharmacy, Davis Heating and Cooling, Tin Pin Alley, The Garbage Man, Quick Mart, Parks Motor Sales, Kubota of Franklin, Murray Regional Hospital, Sands Fence Company, and by Columbia, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep Ram. One quarter left. Fourth quarter action with Matt and Mike. Your score 21 to 7 here in the fourth quarter. Welcome back in. 12 minutes left to crown the 5A champion. Will it be for the first time the Summit Spartans of Williamson County? I mean, staring at that that scoreboard 12 minutes, this is going to be like the longest 12 minutes of Summit's life. I mean, not only does it look uh, big on that jumbotron, but it's just, I mean, it's big in every sense of the word. I got one of your jokes for the audience. There we go. It's like getting cranked on a roller coaster. (laughs) You just want it to start. I want it to start. Yep. And it's to tick, to tick, especially the wooden roller coaster at uh, Santa Claus, Indiana, uh, the... I can't remember the amusement park. Um, I'm a holiday, big, holiday World. I'm a big Dollywood guy. I'd okay. say the lightning rod. <laughs> All right. 21-7 is the score. It is on the 13 for Oak Ridge after the first down on the last play of the third quarter. 
Oak Ridge has now been in the offense with two wide receivers left, two wide receivers right, pretty much the entire go in the second half. They're going to throw it to the right side. Oh, it's intercepted. Keaton Wade off his left hand would have walked in for six. Man, he was ready for that one, licking his chops. It, uh, he, he was in good position, but uh, that would have had to be like Odell Beckham one-handed grab on steroids for him to come down with that. But again, phenomenal pass deflection. And Melton and the Spartans are ready for this pass game. I mean, with the exception of a couple plays, they've really locked them down. As we mentioned, Destin Wade back out on defense. 11 minutes and 57 seconds left. If you're just tuning in, this is the Blue Cross Bowl, Bowl, the state championship. Going to run it with Jackson. Jackson, one yard, and that's going to be it. All right, stop. Stop everything. You don't want a personal foul. There's a bunch of players in for Summit on Jackson. And they're going to say Keaton Wade over the PA was the first to hit him. Now it's third and nine. Brimmeyer's kind of been an unsung hero tonight. You know, in that middle, he's gotten so much action and, uh, you know, creating havoc for that A-gap. He hasn't made as many tackles as he has in the past, but again, he, he's disrupting that offensive line. 11-15 left in the game. Still in the shotgun, pistol formation. It will be Oak Ridge. Going to try to throw it across the middle. Intercepted! Intercepted across the middle! And he's got a convoy of blockers! He's going to head to the right pilot. It's Brady! Pierce! <laughs> Mr. Consistency, Mr. Clutch, Brady Pierce, the best friend of Wade, comes up with a game-winning, dare I say, interception. This crowd's going completely crazy. Oak Ridge fans are pretty much ready to warm the car up and go back to East Tennessee. Could not have come at a better time for babyface. Brady Pierce. <laughs> State of euphoria for sure for Summit. An unbelievable play by Brady Pierce. And I can tell you right now, if you want to give a trophy for an MVP of this game, it's 13. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Coming up clutch on both sides of the ball. And that, you, you said at the beginning of the game, his touchdown catch might be the play of the game. And that interception touchdown is definitely the play of the game or at least the nail in the coffin for the Wildcats. As we watch it on the replay booth, and it's just unbelievable as he literally read the quarterback's eyes and just picked the ball off from the position of safety. It's, it's, it's how you're supposed to play it. The technique is there. If you saw Brady Pierce... I'm just going to be very transparent with the audience. He's five foot nine, maybe five ten, at best. He probably weighs 160 pounds. I don't know what the what it says actually. Uh, Coach Coleman told me he weighs, and I'm going to get this for you actually. He told me he weighs 180. That's pushing it. Um, but the guy continues to do everything you want him to do. He makes catch. He makes defensive plays. He's the punter. And I'm telling you, we give a lot of credit to Destin Wade. That's one other guy who's been for the Summit Spartans the entire way, and you could not win without him. Yeah, and, you know, Brady Pierce is the reason 
why the Wades came to Summit. I mean, they're getting recruited left and right by every private school in the entire state. So for them to come to Summit is because their best friend Brady Pierce said, you know what, let's do this our way. Let's win a state title together in our hometown, and let's have some fun. And they couldn't have dreamed it up any better than what's happening tonight in Cookville. Ball will be advanced to the 32-yard line, and we are 10 minutes and 55 seconds left until a state championship will come to Williamson County. But there's still a lot to play. But I can tell you this, Oak Ridge, I don't know what you hang your hat on. You got one drive with a lot of penalties against Summit, and that's really how you scored. I was just thinking that. It's like, if you're Oak Ridge, it's kind of like, what what answer do you have for this defense? You, you don't. I mean, they've completely shut down the offense in so many ways. The run game, the pass game, which is what the Wildcat offense wants to do. I mean, there's just... There's just nothing. Melton, again, has done a phenomenal job. And I know that Mama Melton's out there listening to us, and she is so proud of her son right now because your boy Alex has uh, made pretty much, with the exception of Brady Pierce, he's the MVP of this game. So nice play by Jacob Turner on Jackson. It will bring up second down and 10. So if you're listening, audience, we're really close for Summit winning their first state championship in school history. This is 10 years in the making. Wade's pressured him, but he gets it away. Ludes Turner comes back left and, whoa, runs into Trey Hunter, and it just goes to the ground. It's kind of like a bad dream turns into a worse nightmare. It's kind of like you go this way, you get hit by Wade. You go that way, you get hit by Trey Hunter. You know, the Summit Spartans, and this is just the icing on the cake from them. They've had a phenomenal team this year going near perfect. Uh, in record, but tonight playing a near-perfect game, going up by three touchdowns here, about ready to uh, cap this thing off with a trophy. Third down and five. You can feel it. You can breathe it. It's in the air here in Tucker Stadium for the Summit Spartans, but not so fast. Through another hot pass, complete, down to the 47 of Summit. Nice catch as Hayward gives the first down for Oak Ridge. Yeah, slot receiver was wide open there. The safety was a little bit too far back, and, um, you know, it is what it is. First down, and, um, you know, Oak Ridge is going to continue to try to do what they do and pass the ball. I don't think we're going to see too many more runs here, so uh, I don't know. We'll see. He's back in that nickel uh, package, and... You know, we'll see if he can continue to shut them down. Three down lineman with Hunter on one side and Reed on the other. Going to throw it to no one. The closest player was Keaton Wade. Watching uh, watching that slot receiver again, number six, that's Jalen Hayward. He's probably one of their fastest guys at only five foot five, playing in that slot. He's the one who caught that one over the middle right there. And that time, he tried to make it look like it was the same play, and it was kind of like a stop-and-go route. Think Good. I was just thinking, think about this, Matt. You have Destin Wade, six foot four. You have Jolly on cover, six four. You have Keaton Wade out there, he's six four. I mean, you got to <laughs> think in Brady Pierce, but you're like, well, I can't get by that guy. Yep. That's the, that's the defense covering the pass as the pressure's on, Ooh. throws, and complete across the middle 
to the 20 yard line. A nice throw by Givens and another first down. And it's by Jonathan Stewart, the senior. Yeah, and that's uh, that single coverage back there in Canada Words. And uh, he's just running that post play when they have been catching it. It's usually been that play. And uh, Words, who's done a pretty decent job tonight, but some of these pass plays has definitely been to his side. Eight minutes and 40 seconds. The score's 28 to 7. Summit in control. Gibbons will look right. He's going to throw at Pierce, and Pierce is all over it, and it's incomplete. Man, he just has such a quick recovery time. Brady Pierce playing the free safety position, and that time, that slot receiver, again, is really quick, ran that corner route. So Pierce had to come from the middle of the field and chase him all the way down to that front pylon, and he got there just in the nick of time. Eight minutes, 34 seconds. Getting close, my friend. It is. You getting said the, uh, the number's 30. The number was 30. I felt if you get to thir or over 30, your, your probability to win is very high. 8-31. Throws it. Quick screen. Works. Can't make the tackle. But who else? Brady Pierce makes the tackle on Hayward for a gain of one. Yeah, but I do got to give credit to uh, Wirtz on that one. He got held, and he still disrupted that play so that Brady Pierce can come from the inside and, uh, or sorry, from over the top and make that play. So a uh, good job busting up that screenplay by Wirtz as well. I can tell you, if you're Oak Ridge, you got to speed this thing up. For sure. I mean, you got Destin Wade on the other side. You got eight minutes left. For sure. Second down. Check it. Third and nine. 7.50 left in the game. On the 20. Going to throw it. Pressure by Tunner. Hunter missed him. Reads on him, and he's got to throw it out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Mel Melton's got to be back there just licking his chops. So proud of his defense tonight. Dropping eight guys in coverage and only bringing three on that one and still getting two people in the backfield to put pressure on the quarterback. That's just a great job by these players for the Summit Spartans. I got Let's see. It's a there's a flag on the play on the far side. Shocker. And it's going to go against Oak Ridge, and this is a big one. We'll get the call on the field shortly from the White Hat. Can I say it or no? No? All right. I was going to say, I mean, it's they called intentional grounding. I'll leave it at that. 744, and it's now fourth down and 23 on the 34-yard line. This might be the play, and I'll tell you how important it is. Coach Coleman calls a timeout. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Good time out there and uh, for his uh, defense to figure out what they're going to do. Well, let's figure out what we're going to do. We'll take a commercial break. 28-7 the score, 7.44 left in the game. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football and TriStar Sports Radio Network. The anticipation is building. Seven minutes and 44 seconds left in the game. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers on the call for Summit. Summit is this close to bringing the trophy back to Middle Tennessee. 
Brady Pierce has to be happy himself because uh, when we were playing those fun games with him uh, earlier on in the uh, broadcast, the uh, over-under for his interception was one and a half. He said he would go over. He's got one, but he also said that he was going to take it to the house, and he did. So good for you, Brady Pierce. That's so awesome, man. He's played a really, really good game. Let's see if we can make another play. This one's for you, Epley. He's Fourth taking it all the way. Down and 23 on the 34-yard line. Oak Ridge down three touchdowns. Trips to the left. Three down linemen for Melton's boys out there for Summit. Going to blitz Keaton Wade. Keaton Wade can't get there. They're going to throw it. And a, oh. oh, no. A pass interference call against Wirtz. Oh. That's a first down. You got to laugh at this point, Epley. That was not pass interference. Wirtz got there at the perfect time and batted the ball down. And this is going to be their 14th penalty. It's hey, unbelievable. Yeah, we're going to go to the field and get a report from Chris Yell. Hey, guys, quick, just want to let you know, there's no such thing as a tackle box in high school football, so that's why that was an intentional grounding call. Secondly, this will not be a first down because there's no automatic first downs on pass interference. So still going to be fourth down here for Summit. Yeah, and I just didn't do the math right on that. Thanks, Chris, for that's that. That's good info. I, I, I couldn't. I should have added uh, before I said that. I appreciate that from, from Chris on the, on the reporting of that. Uh, so now it's going to move it to about fourth and eight on the uh, 19-yard line. And it would be three off the left, one off the right for Gibbons in the gun and is going to look to throw it. And that's going to be incomplete. And you know why? He heard footsteps of number seven coming toe-to-toe with him. All right. You know, I wish I would have... I wish I could have seen him catch that ball. I don't think he would have got the first down, but it's kind of like, you know, you... you don't want to look away when you see that uh, accident, that collision. That was one of them. I mean, you had Keaton Wade coming full speed to lay one on Jabrice Taylor, the uh, running back coming out of the flats. But uh, he didn't catch it. Summit's going to get the ball back. And um, as Chick Hearn used to say, announcing the Lakers growing up, listen to them. The eggs are cooling. The butter's getting hard. The jello's jiggling, Epley. Know what I'm saying? On the 19-yard line, Destin Wade... Seven minutes and 33 seconds in the fourth quarter. 28-7. to seven. Everybody in for Summit. Going to run off tackle to the right side. Whoa, squares up with one. As Brady, or should I say that, Brandon King will bounce into the inside for two yards. Yeah, there you go. He's, and I don't think we're going to see another pass play tonight from the Summit Spartans, even if it's third and a mile. And uh, surprising, we didn't see Keaton Wade on offense tonight. Thank the Lord they didn't need him on offense. But uh, this is where exactly Coleman wanted to be. He could run his mojo. He could run his scissors. He could run his read counter and just run all the way through Cookville and walk home a champion tonight. 6.57 in the game. Destin Wade, second and eight, will run it. Bounce outside. You want him to stay inbounds if he can't. Oh, and we'll see. No, but he got five yards. It'll be third down. Here's the real question. Do you think we will see another illegal shift tonight before the seven <laughs> minutes is up? What's the over-under on that one? <laughs> I'll take one. <laughs> you take one? You going over or under? 
Gosh, I'm going to go under for a okay. gentleman's bet. No, no more illegal. I just can't imagine it, but who knows? But third down, third down and three on the 26. Wade will get the play in from Coach Coleman. This is a big play. You probably will punt, I would say, if you couldn't get this. But the offense been really good. Wade's going to bounce out to the right, come back inside. He's at the 29. He's right at the stake. The far official says he's going to get it. It was interesting to see that far official. Because look, at, did you see him walk forward? And as he's walking forward, he's moving backwards. <laughs> he back of yours. So interesting to watch from up here to see that. I mean, he gave him the first down by a yard. And as he walked towards the middle of the field, he walked a little bit closer to the first down marker against Summit. But they are going to give him the first down. Six minutes and 34 seconds left in the game. Summit should milk this clock to, and this is what we want to see if you're Wade. Remember, we talked to Coleman. Coleman says, Wade waits for me to get the play. As soon as he gets it, he goes. Yep, that's exactly what he's doing. The cool thing for uh, for Coleman on this one is you can actually see the play clock now from the scoreboard, which is good. Yeah, he mentioned that in Henry County. You, you didn't have one. As King goes off the right, to the 33-yard lines, gains about four. Oh, no, there's another personal foul. And I don't know who that's going to be against. It, it might be against the sophomore for Summit. Uh, give me one second. I think it's, uh, it's not Aiden Bird. Dum, 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 dum. No, seriously, right? Let me get my notes. It's the big okay. dude, Brady Hendricks. Big kid. I don't know if it's because I. The reason I said his name is because he came across. Uh, he came across late, and uh, I don't know. We shall see. But I saw him in practice. He's only a sophomore. That kid's huge. And I asked Coleman about him. I'm like, what's up with? Uh... After the play, unnecessary roughness. Defense. All right, good. It's against Oak Ridge. So the down counts and the penalties offset. Yeah. And again, just going back to Brady Hendricks, who did not get in the uh, the, the scuffle there. Uh, he's a big kid, man. He's a sophomore. And uh, he, is, in my opinion, he's going to be a stud for Summit uh, coming up in the future. Wade will be in the shotgun, second down and six. And we have movement, and that would be on. Uh, that uh -oh. is on. I might have ju just lost the bet. Because that. Technically, because no, no, it's oh, a false start. All right, I, I thought they were going to call me legal shift, no. <laughs> but that was a legit one because I did see a move. Well, we just keep racking up the penalties, and they do that. It's got to be the record. Somebody knows the TWS. Do they? Somebody know the record for how many penalties a game? <laughs> yeah, Are we one, at four or one team? We're at fifteen, and then I wonder what the record is. <laughs> JV, our, our, our producer's like, hold on one second. I'm going to find that out for you. Well, while he's doing that, he we'll will. go off, off tackle to King. King goes for two yards. It's going to bring up third and nine. Yeah. And there, Oak Ridge is getting a little mouthy now. You can see him down there. It's late in the game. They know they're not going to win. Their big stud defensive end, Jackson Adams, going against uh, Tanner Shake, the, uh, the, the sophomore. 
and uh, you know they get in a little scuffle there. So it's. Uh, I just got a text from Clayton. Careful. He said it's twenty three total between the two teams. Twenty three total. Oh, between the two teams. I thought you meant that was the record. Still, and it's unbelievable. It it can't be when you're in the championship game. Two championship teams, they just don't do that typically. So we'll see. It's third and nine. What would Coach Coleman elect to do on the 30-yard line, leading by, and there's another, another penalty. This is getting, oh, delay a game on Wade in offense. So now it's going to bring up third and 14. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> this changes nothing. <laughs> That's right. But it does give them their 16th penalty. I'm still waiting for JP to see what the record is or if he even, finds it. Or, or the winning team. How many penalties? That's a great point. For the winning team. When's that, the last that, time that, you've seen a, a winner by three touchdowns have 16 penalties? That's unreal. Wade, Wade's going to go right. Wade needs to stay in bounds, and he does. And Wade goes for two, and the ball goes out of bounds, but that's late. And... Now it would be fourth down. Yeah, so Oak Ridge going to get the ball back. Here comes the punt team for the Spartans. And um, got just over four minutes, and you can just feel the Spartan audience ready to make school history and taste their first trophy here in a freezing Cookville. <laughs> freezing? It's freezing. I'm going to give you the uh, You're going to give me the weather update. give you the weather right now. All right. Uh, Brady Pierce is up in the air with the kick, and it's off and away. Hits at the 43, bounces back to about the 48. It's 39. So in my world, it's freezing. Because coming from the West Coast, unless I went to the mountains, I never sat in a 39-degree game or weather. It's not 39. You don't think so? No, not where I grew up. Oh, no, yeah. But here, I mean, it's freezing for me. Three minutes and 36 seconds left until Summit wins. And the PA announcer says, please do not rush the field. And no record for the penalties. I'm going to rush the field. You are? I'm totally Well, you said you were jumping out of the press box earlier. <laughs> That's about a three-story jump. I am going to rush the field. Three minutes and 36 seconds. Oak Ridge goes incomplete. Mm. I can tell you this. This is just Oak Ridge. This is not their night. Statistics. One one good drive with a lot of penalties from, from Summit. Or against Summit, should I say. And that's it. Three minutes, 29 seconds. I kind of like these games. You cruise <laughs> into it. Yeah, I mean, with the exception of uh, Hillwood, I mean, even when we played uh, Columbia Central, it got a little tight there for a second. And it was feeling that in the beginning of the third quarter towards the end of the second quarter. And we have a flag on the Shocker, play, Jackson. Another flag. Jackson goes for 12, and we're going to see what the penalty is. It's almost like I want to yell out the booth to the referees, just let us go home and enjoy the victory. Stop it. 
<laughs> I think this is going to go against Oak Ridge, though. Well, we're going to see. It is. Holding against Oak Ridge. I mean, I, let me ask you, Epley. At what point do you just let, let him go. play? Like, just let it go. You think the, the, hey, the officials know they're on TV, right? Oh, there you go. Mm, Everyone wants TV time. <laughs> you know, uh, ever since you voted for Fantasia and got me voted off American Idol, I've always wanted to be on TV a little bit longer. Maybe yeah. I will rush the field. Do you talk to Fantasia anymore? Fantasia, no. I still talk to Diana DeGarmo, a little bit of Jennifer Hudson, uh, Seacrest once in a while. So are they listening to this broadcast since you guys are buddies? Um, no. Okay. Well, they well, might be because I did post it on my social media page and we're all friends. All right. Second down and about 17 for Oak Ridge. We'll throw across the middle. It is complete to Hayward. Hayward gets about five yards. Yeah, there we go. And that's something that uh, Oak Ridge has wanted to do all night, but, uh, you know, too little, too late here. It's, uh, you know, you put yourself in Oak Ridge's shoes. You get this far, you take out a juggernaut of Knox Central, and you get to the big show, and with the exception of one drive, just nothing worked for you at all. It's got to be beyond frustrating uh, for the Wildcat family because uh, they've just, they haven't been able to do anything on offense. Melton has really, really put it together tonight. 226, pressure down, sacked by Keaton Wade. He had two guys on him, too, coming off of that edge, man, and it was almost like a merry-go-round thing, just swinging those kids around, and he finally took them down for another sack of the night. And again, the over-under we gave him in our little contest was five and a half. How many tackles are you going to make for a loss, including sacks? And he picked the over, and he's right about there tonight. And Oak Ridge is conceded, and that's really going to do it. We have 24 penalties for 178 yards. How about this stat? Keaton Wade, eight total tackles, six solos, one sack, one tackle for loss. And uh, I don't know what those other two things are, JP. What do we got? A little burr up? Breakup. Oh, there we go. Breakup. And how about the QBF? What's that? Quarterback hurry. Oh, there you go. Wow. You really... uh getting them all, aren't I, you? I thought you played football, but I guess that was Pac-12. <laughs> My bad. I didn't worry about those uh, acronyms on the offensive line. The only thing I know is Ricky Ricky, Lucy Lucy, backer, backer, kill him! Let's go! One minute and 33 seconds left in the game, 28 to 7. And gonna fake it. Uh, Hunter's back there, and uh, we got... Are you kidding me? Another stop penalty. It. Gavin Wells on the tackle. Just stop it. Just once in a lifetime. It's too much. It's too much, Epley. It's too many flags. How many flags? Okay, how many is that tonight? Well, let's see if... They- we'll see here. Hang on. They might decline this. So it's... So Summit will get the football and may go in victory formation. Absolutely. So check this. I mean, just a little fun fact. Fun fact right here. 
Total number of plays between both teams is 96. Coleman's not going off the governor here. <laughs> He's up 28-7. He's Why? got it spread out. Well, he's going to run it, I thought. Why? Why? Oh, and the Why? ball's on the ground. Why? The ball is on the ground with – and, whoa, Summit dodges a bullet. But I don't, I'm not sure that's going to affect the outcome here. But I'm just saying. Why? I mean, just take, I don't know. Whatever. It's not a big deal. But why are you taking victory formation? There's a hundred. There's a, a, a minute and twenty-five on the clock. Don't get a guy hurt. Don't fumble a ball like you just did there. Take a knee. Get your trophy. Go home. I don't know. Going back to my point. Ninety-six plays between both teams tonight. Twenty-five flags were thrown. That means thirty percent of the plays that were ran tonight had a penalty on them. That's ridiculous in a championship game. Victory formation, 28-7. Listen to the crowd. In the midst of uncertainty, in 2020. Destiny, you can say so. In the chill of the December night at Tucker Stadium is clad in navy blue and orange. The trophy in 5A is heading back to Middle Tennessee for the first time in five years and will reside in Williamson County. Yeah, baby. Congratulations to the Summit Spartans bringing home their first state title in school history. And they did it in fashion, throwing 28 points. And Melton and the defense for the Spartans completely shutting down the offense for Oak Ridge. And Summit Spartans, you are now champions for the rest of your life. Congratulations to the Summit Spartans. And with that, we're going to take a commercial break and give you everything that you need. But right now, just celebrate if you're a Summit Spartan fan. The final score here is 28-7, Summit's first title in school history. You are listening to Summit Spartans football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Summit Spartans win the Blue Cross Bowl for Class 5A 28-7 year finals. We welcome you back to Tennessee Tech University and Tucker Stadium up in the press box with reaction to the state championship for the Spartans once again, Matt Rogers and Mike Epley. Welcome back in, everyone. It's been a fun year. It ends, like I mentioned, you, you didn't know if you are going to get to this point. We did. 28-7 is the final score. I just got a text. Uh, WKOM, the last time broadcast a uh, state, uh, last time we won a state title on WKOM was 10 years ago. The score was 28-7. Huh. Seems kind of strange. <laughs> Same score. So, we appreciate Clayton texting that and everyone listening along the way is 
I'll, I'll, my takeaway is this. This is a tenacious unit uh, we followed for, for the entire football season. Great wins versus very tough teams. Henry County, uh, Beach, and Oak Ridge played tough. I mean, I, I think their defense did fairly well tonight. Uh, when you look at the penalties, I, that's my takeaway. And 304 yards for Summit, 145 for Oak Ridge. But if you get in the penalty category 119 against summit 64 against oak ridge both combined for 25 penalties accepted penalties and that's just to me that's for 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 a major game like this i don't know but i think the best team won tonight i do i think the they better players uh, you know at, at the wade brothers and brady pierce the offensive line did well even the defensive line stepped up middle linebackers Gavin Wells, Jacob Turner, those guys stepped up well. Even the secondary, Jolly, those those players played well. And we said you got to get to thirty to have uh, to feel good about it. They got to twenty eight. Matt, your takeaway here? Yeah, I'm just I'm so happy for the Summit Spartans. They, it's just been such a weird year for everybody. Obviously, with with COVID playing a factor early on, and you got to give it to Coleman and the team for being smart and you know they never and correct me if i'm wrong they never had one kid get infected they never had to stop a game because a summit player got infected and 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 coleman told us straight up like hey man you're going to remember this year for the rest of your life don't go out don't do anything stupid think about it and and to get 15 16 and 17 year olds to think about something bigger than themselves is, is a huge accomplishment so congratulations to coach coleman for being able to do that now on to the players i mean these kids have worked hard this is something they dreamed of it, it, very few chances in your life and i can say this from a player and a coach do you get a shot at the big show fall short and then get a shot the very next year to go back and do it again and they beckon the call on that tonight i mean they're just a phenomenal team they obviously have two of the best players in the state but the another awesome thing is they're so young most of their players are juniors and most of them are coming back next year so we've been saying it all year the best days of summit are ahead of them you know there's getting more houses going in more families moving into middle tennessee i mean it's an exciting time to be a summit spartan and then just personally for me man i mean for to 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 be here my first year with you you've been doing this for so long epley and i got i got mad respect for you i see how you work behind the scenes the way you prepare the way you study and obviously the way you deliver the message for me to come in my first year and to be able to ride those coattails and ride it all the way to the show with you i mean it's it's been a blessing it's been an honor it's been a privilege and i just i couldn't be happier i couldn't feel more blessed i have so many people back home in california that that haven't even seen a snap of live football this year Mm -hmm. and i've seen 14 14 games 15 games and I've been front row with you, and 13 of them have been victories, and a lot of them have been blowouts. And then now we're sharing in the state title, and to call all you know every play with you, it's just it's been a true privilege, a true honor. And I just I thank you, I thank TriStar for having me, and uh, just couldn't be happier to do this our first year together. Uh, doesn't happen too often. 
Yeah, I'm a little, and I appreciate that, Matt. Like, likewise to you, I want to say, stand corrected. Summit 14 wins now with this win for us, the Summit Spartans. To 14 and one is the total, and now it's the most popular uh, that you always remember. All these championship teams get on the 25 yard line, face the goalpost. Everybody gets in for that victory picture, and that's what they're doing. And now they're carrying the golden ball around the uh, stadium, and it's carried by Gavin Wells. <laughs> the linebacker. The linebacker is going to carry it to the uh, to the fans as they're going to go uh, right to left in the stadium. But I will say this. We've seen Destin Wade run so many times. Brandon King carried it 13 times. Destin Wade carried the ball 14 times. Really right there neck and neck. Wade threw when he had to. Brady Pierce Three catches, 88 yards. Brandon King, three catches, 33 yards. Brady Pierce punting. Think about this. 32 yards a punt, not too bad. Uh, Brady Pierce is also the punt returner. So, And then Keaton Wade played phenomenal. Like Matt mentioned, we didn't see Keaton Wade on offense. Didn't see him um, tonight, but he did play great defense as well. So the, the whole way through the uh, playoffs for Summit would have been a win versus Hillwood in the first round, a win versus Columbia in the second round. Then you go on the road, you beat Beach with about 30 seconds left, and then Henry County was kind of a jab fest for about two and a half quarters, and then Summit literally led into them. Still gave up a lot of passing yards, but Coleman said, you got to pick your poison. They picked the poison from one of the Mr. Football finalists and stopped him. Uh, to less than 100 yards and over 25 carries, I believe. And now you make it to Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge upset Knox West in the uh, quarterfinal game, which a lot of people thought Knox West would have been here. And on the other side, South Doyle upset Knox Central, two-time defending state champions. So it's been since 2015, Independence brought a 5A championship back to Middle Tennessee. And that's what Summit has done tonight so as we wait the players coming off the field and uh we might have on a headset where i can talk to we'll see if we can get uh we got keaton and destin over uh talking to a couple of reporters i think chris is working on a couple of players uh down on the field chris uh you got us down there Okay, he does it uh, at the moment. Working on trying to get some interviews for you, Mike. Okay, sounds good. And uh, But if you're just tuning in, the final score at the 5A state championship, the Blue Cross Bowl, would be Summit 28 and 7 for Oak Ridge. And literally, Oak Ridge just didn't have an answer for Summit tonight. They off, Offensively, they just they couldn't do it. And Summit stepped up when, when you needed to. And I think, too, uh, Matt, we talked about this. Keaton Wade coming back, he didn't play against Beach. And that was that was really the game we didn't know which way it was going. Yeah. And when he came back in, that dynamic changed. And that's when you, you're playing still tough opponents, but when you could set the edge with the second or third best player in the junior class, that helps. Yeah, when, I mean, when you talk about players, you know, you always say, oh, he, you know, he's a playmaker or a difference maker. And you can't say that about Keaton Wade because he is a game changer. 
He really is. He's not a difference maker. He's not a game. He, he's he's a game changer. I mean, to scheme against him or to, you literally have to create plays around number seven, Keaton Wade, to avoid him and try to block him. I haven't seen too many people do it and be successful. And uh, he's coming back next year. It's it's and it, you know if we're going to talk about it further, I don't know if we're throwing down to the field or not, but. I mean, Summit, they're playing Henry County next year. They're playing Beach next year. And they have a tough schedule, but they have a phenomenal team coming back. And uh, you know me. I always like to make predictions. So uh, if you're Knox Central right now, how beautiful would it be? I'm not going to make a prediction, but I'm just saying, how beautiful would it be to get all the way back to the show next year and just have that one last redemptive game Against Knox Central in well, the finals. Summit will be uh, up in numbers. So we'll. Um, may, oh, wait, can may, it happen? May not happen. Oh, it won't happen then, right? May, may not happen. Let's, we'll just tease it. <laughs> may not happen. We'll tease you for next year. Yeah, they're going but we to will, six, hey, It's going to be unbelievable. If you, if, you, if you missed any of the game, we, we got it for you right here. I, I'm gonna, we're going to toss it back to JP and spin some highlights for you that you could hear some of the big plays here at the Blue Cross Bowl for a victorious. Summit Spartans 28-7. That's right, uh, Mike, and uh, what a big game tonight. And the Spartans got on top early with a big first quarter. Underway here at Tennessee Tech. You can feel it in the air, Epley. 41-yard line of Oak Ridge. Destin Wade will look left. He's got all day. He's going deep. He's got coverage, and it's a flag on the play. But Brady Bruce caught another one at the three. You need two yards, Summit fans, to take the lead at the Blue Cross Bowl. Destin Wade, Destin Wade, Destin Wade scores. The snap, they're going to bring Keaton back in coverage. Pressure outside. Caleb Jolly makes a big hit again at two. Unbelievable. The human spark plug, Caleb Jolly. This guy makes me want to go from announcing football to WWE. Wade's going to keep it. Wade fakes one, eludes two. Wade goes through three. Wade's down for four. Wade is ridden out of bounds at the 12. That is just clowning right there. I don't know if you saw that or not, Epley. Wade's going to throw it across the middle. Touchdown. Touchdown, Summit. Get Thank up you. off your couch and cheer because Summit now leads 13-0. And who caught it? Number 13, Brady Pierce. And the extra point was good. 14 to nothing. your score after one. How about this? 206 total yards for the Spartans to Oak Ridge's 14. And Oak Ridge got a, back just a little bit as the second quarter evened out. Wade in the gun. King off the right hip. Wade's going to roll white. Wade cuts back in. Wade's got it. And Wade catapults his team to a 20 to nothing lead here at Tucker Stadium. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. They've called a personal foul on Wade, maybe two encroachment, and 131. And here we finally go with five wide receivers. It's been about five minutes. Got all day to the back of the end zone. And it's a touchdown to the left pylon. All right, so that's uh, how we ended the first half. Your score, Summit 21-7, 260 total yards to Oak Ridge's 61. So a pretty dominant first half, still a lot of penalties, uh, though as uh, nine penalties in that first half for the Spartans for 74 yards. We head to third quarter action, and... um, 
No score, but a couple of big plays for both teams. Destin Wade's going to go in the shotgun and bring Pierce across, and he's going to fumble. The ball's on the ground, and it's picked up by Oak Ridge at the 50-yard line. And a big turnover as Oak Ridge will have it at midfield. Three down lineman, shotgun formation. And Trey Hunter makes the play in the backfield for a loss of three. Who's there when you always need him for a big play? Trey Hunter, number four, the big dog. Couldn't come up with a bigger sack at a better time. It's going to be up to Wade. Wade in the shotgun. Wade's going to throw it across the middle. Pierce has got it in the middle, and he's down at the 29. Yeah, and that's Brady Pierce. Again, single coverage. They're playing off of him, and that's just a nice deep post. Wide open in the middle for a first down, and then some and again Epley the passing game is there let's take it let's have some fun and now we're knock knock knocking on a bridge down wall 51 seconds 21 sevens the score this third quarter has taken a long time whoa and a bullet kicked down the left side and it's gonna what go out punch. of bounds at the two and a half yard line thank you Brady Pierce all right so Brady Pierce with a big punt he would do something a little better in the fourth quarter on defense. 11-15 left in the game. Still a shotgun, pistol formation. It will be Oak Ridge. Going to try to throw it across the middle. Intercepted! Intercepted across the middle! And he's got a convoy of blockers. He's going to head to the right pile, and it's Brady Pierce! <laughs> TD! Mr. Consistency, Mr. Clutch, Brady Pierce. The best friend of Wade comes up with a game-winning, dare I say, interception. This crowd's going completely crazy. Oak Ridge fans are pretty much ready to warm the car up and go back to East Tennessee. Could not have come at a better time for babyface Brady Pierce. Victory formation. 28-7. Listen to the crowd. In the midst of uncertainty in 2020, destiny, you can say so. In the chill of the December night, at Tucker Stadium is clad in navy, blue, and orange. The trophy in 5A is heading back to Middle Tennessee for the first time in five years and will reside in Williamson County. All right, mm. so that's how it sounded tonight on WKOM. Mike and Matt on the call. A quick look at some final stats. Total yards tonight, Summit 304 to Oak Ridge 145. There were 169 yards on the ground for the Spartans to 24 for the Wildcats of Oak Ridge. Passing yards pretty equal, 135 to 121 in favor of Summit. The big stat of the night, fortunately, did not affect the outcome for the Spartans. 16 penalties for 119 yards. Nine for Oak Ridge. Yep, 25 total penalties for both teams. Uh, that is probably the stat that will stand out the most, except for the big one on the scoreboard that reads Summit High School 28, Oak Ridge High School 7, and the Blue Cross Bowl Class 5A Championship mm. 
as Mike put it so eloquently, will go and reside to Williamson County. Mm. What a great year. What a great year. And, Absolutely. Uh, Matt, I'll let you final thoughts as we uh, sign off. It looks like unless we JP bumps us and we, we get a player, it doesn't look like that's happening. So, Matt, final words to you. No, I'll just say it's like a storybook ending for Summit. I mean, if you look back when these guys were kids before high school, you have a little kid named Brady Pierce that uh, tells his two buddies, the Wade bros, that are probably going to go to a big private school, hey, let's stay home. And let's build a dynasty in our hometown. Let's be friends, be best friends, and let's write our own destiny and bring something special to a school that wasn't even on really the map, the Summit Spartans. I mean, no one was talking about them two, three years ago. They really weren't. And now, not only are they the talk of the town, they're the talk of the future. So... Uh, you know, not to sound too corny, but uh, I mean, a little boy with a dream named with a baby face named Brady Pierce putting this thing together. And here's the best part. It's only chapter three. Chapter four is next year. And it's looking could be even better than this year. I mean, tougher schedule, bigger games, bigger conference. And we're all going to be seniors. It, it It's awesome. And it's exciting. So again, to sign off this year, thank you all so much. I've had a blast. It, I, I could not have thought of uh, anything better. And, and uh, you know, announcing with, with a better person, you're a true professional Epley. And uh, it's been a real honor doing this with you. And uh, thank you so much. We, we couldn't have dreamed up a better finish. I had a dream to get back to Cookville and hopefully win a broadcast state championship. I say win as part of the team and, that's what happened tonight and dreams fulfilled uh for sure um i got jp with me and matt and clayton so many people uh kennedy broadcasting to thank for allowing me to do this i got one of my best friends uh right below me who sponsors uh the show uh, our broadcast who's come out and bought a single ticket to the game just to just to cheer on summit so it's great to see the guys win the game i know coach coleman after seven years i read it in a pregame he wanted it just just as bad as the players and he finally got one and that solidifies him as as, as a coach to be reckoned with especially with the wade brothers the wade brothers like you mentioned and everyone else going through the program it's a tough pill to swallow Columbia Central did that uh, about 10 years ago uh, when they went in 09 and could not get it and then 2010, you get back and you understand what it takes to win. So from that, from that, I think Summit won. Um, I guess gained a lot of momentum and um, was able to capture the moment and not get too uh, off guard or or caught, you know, in, in in I guess under the lights whenever the game started. But I want to thank everybody who's followed the program and thanks JP for coming to help us out. Uh, everybody reporting, Chris, you guys too as well. Uh, Matt, you've been a pleasure. Uh, I told you day one, didn't know what to expect, still don't know what to expect from you. And uh, <laughs> as you heard the clips. You never know what I was going to say. But, but I could tell you, you're, you're a true professional. You know the game, and everybody enjoys you. Uh, every text message I get uh, is, is people just enjoying to listen to the broadcast. And I think we picked up a lot of listeners because of you. And it's not because of what I do. It's everybody just wants to hear what you have to say and, and the knowledge you have. It's uh, us, Epley, together. 
JP, you knocked it out of the park tonight, man. You the, some of these the productions that you're putting together. And Daddy, back home in California, if you're still listening, I love you. I mean, it's I haven't given my dad a hug in 2020. How bad does that suck? And he's at home listening. So let's get back to normal soon, and let's get back here soon. And I know that your dad listens yeah, as well. Yeah, for my dad if he's listening. It's tough to not be emotional yeah. standing up here with you, thinking about our dads listening to us, you know, announcing this game. And, and we did it, man. I mean, we, we – freaking did it it's awesome we did it and we're heading back to williamson county 28 to 7 is the final enjoy the rest of the night summit spartan football on the tri-star sports radio network has been brought to you in part by all season long Beck Dental Care, Benchmark Realty and Jimmy Petty, Holland's Pharmacy, Davis Heating and Cooling, Tin Pin Alley, The Garbage Man, Quick Marts, Parks Motor Sales, Kubota of Franklin, Murray Regional Hospital, Sands Fence Company, and by Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Spartans champions of 2020.